0: Oh, God. And uh, Tom's tingly, and we got numbers. And we got numbers. <laughs> all right, guys. It's Cleveland Motor Podcast number 428. Light them up, boys. Oh, that's good. And we're all, everybody, And I like how everybody held their beverages. Yeah. To make sure we had a good, solid out. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's. It's amazing how good something can be when it's under pressure. Yeah. Uh, About 14,000 pounds per square inch.
1: You know, it's crazy, though, is that this pressure was coming out of the can.
0: (laughs) 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 Jesus Christ. (laughs) Renee's so pissed at me. She's like, don't make jokes about that. And I'm like, why not? I kind of feel like I have to. Can we say that the one
1: guy's stepson was at the Blink-182 concert last night? Yeah. So, I mean, even he was fucking like, fuck it. If you're dumb enough to get. Dad into would want dude. me
0: to see Blink-182. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's what he said. <laughs> yeah. Dad would want me to see Blink-182. Yes. I.
1: Uh, look, look.
2: What? I mean, it was kind of an asshole move to go on Twitter and brag about this. But at the same rate, what else are you going to do?
0: It, yeah, yeah, I mean unless you're the fucking coast guard yeah. there ain't nothing, there you, can ain't nothing you can do to help. Right? even the That's coast guard it. couldn't help. So right. I mean, you might as yeah.
3: well go have some fun. We can
0: pour one out, right? Before you spend
3: the next week, you know, going yeah. to services and Oh you know, man. before you receive the major down. You know,
2: you know, you got to stand up in front of everybody in a really bad, black black suit so, and go. You know? What are they, he was really a billionaire.
0: He really died doing <laughs> what he <laughs> loved. He really died doing but what he loved. what are they gonna do? Gratuitous expressions of wealth. Yeah. I mean at yeah.
1: that point he is just part of the sea. Yeah. Like they just need to get a little vial He's, of seawater and I'm sure there's going to be a seller to His new his new nickname the, uh, is Chum. <laughs> he should have paid the extra
3: 250,000 for the round trip. One, not, he uh, should have paid the extra
4: One scientist and his four a best marine. chums. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Oh that's terrible. That's orca. That's terrible.
0: That's an orca oh, joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. You
1: know, you know what you say to that one?
4: Yeah.
1: Huh. <laughs> 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 you know, but like are people complaining about people making fun of this situation. There's never been so many things perfect for making fun of. The fact that like The dude was called out for safety reasons numerous times. The fact that a guy quit because, like, the nozzle was only built for 4,000 PSI, and I had to do 13, like, I mean, come on.
2: This was hubris from the the, second it fell off
1: the boat.
5: They had 13 successful trips down there. (laughs) Well, (laughs) uh, what I'm saying is that they Mm. had proven that it seemed to be a Except, functioning piece well, of equipment. No, but that's well, just they like did. airplanes. It, but no, well, that's a, not. It has,
0: but, it has. It has. Dude, but I but, agree with Chris. Chris is absolutely right. That platform, right? That platform had been stress tested for thirteen duty cycles. Yeah. Right, so but now, it's fifteen. It's yeah, probably
1: right. like an airplane
2: where they hit That's after so saying. many and landing cycles, happens. you gotta fix them. So this I mean, is the thing: is you right. know, one of the I, I, my pastime because I like to be horrified of flying in airplanes is to watch airplane disaster, disaster <laughs> stuff on YouTube. <laughs> it legitimately is like it scares the hell out of me because I get on airplanes all the time. You know,
0: Renee and, watches the same thing, but with the stupid roller coasters. And yeah, she and, watches every roller coaster like. Decapitated by the <laughs> d- demon drop or whatever. Yeah, the
2: scrambler is always going to get you.
0: And yet, she fucking but loves the he goddamn things.
2: Yeah, but like the number, the what is it? The uh, Hawaiian Air, where the top blue. The top of top. Them out, yeah. yeah, that was a duty cycle issue, and that was that was a highly tested high platform. Airplane. It had all. Well, it's not just that their maintenance records were were meticulous. Yeah. But, but you, they still miss the fact that that thing had so many, like twice as many duties. But out. that's
0: what happens when you buy a convertible and try to make it into a hardtop. Exactly. Right.
1: But, and and then also, yeah. I mean, like, everybody also said he was a dumb fuck for using carbon fiber. <laughs> well, also, I think they should have had a non-man thing go up and down like a hundred times to see what, <laughs> what the fucking end end, end capacity was. was, was you know? So, well,
5: well, on top of that, why didn't they have a fucking cable attached to it that they can just say up, oh, pull mm, the fucker back in? Because you know, it's
1: thirteen thousand feet, dude. But, that but, but, but have wait, have, wait a
5: minute, wait a minute. Okay, let me answer that yeah. that question. It's thirteen thousand feet. Tough shit. Get thirteen. Yeah. Get fifteen thousand well, well, no, feet worth that's, of that's cable. It, that's
0: only three miles. This, I mean, we run three miles of cable uh, everywhere. What's yeah. Name you
2: did Titanic.
0: What's that? The the Jane, for- Cameron. Jane, Jane Cameron, Jane
2: Cameron. Yeah. yeah. Has gone with an ROV down there a million times. Yeah. Well, not a million.
5: Well,
1: <laughs> 13. <laughs> Quite a a little number little, higher but, than 13.
2: 13. <laughs> no, but, hey,
1: but, but Chris, what you're missing though is they a had it, higher so The higher than 13. The ballast, the ballast was it it would only stay on the craft for 24 hours and then the ballast detaches itself right. and it automatically comes up. Right. But it won't come up if it's already imploded. <laughs> and so, like, oh, it doesn't matter what safety precautions they have if the oh, thing implodes. Man. I mean, there would have just if, been a string floating in the water This, is kinda, this has
2: kind of been my feat on both sides.: and I,
5: You for know, and I, and I absolutely d- disagree with that. If they have two right. anchor points that they have the cable attached right. to... And they're down, if they're imploding, fine. Right. You you can still reel the fucker in and exactly. say, All right, this yeah. is where the guys are. Right. Rather than going down there with nothing attached, right. that's dumb. Well, I just I just, just think that's a, a bad decision. They and know. don't tell me how expensive it is, because fuck you. They're getting two hundred fifty thousand dollars I was gonna you, say, yeah, this you, is some but stuff. I, this
1: is not a cheap expedition. <laughs> no, but I just think it's stupid what they I mean, like just the fact that they're testing was like taking people down, basically, is they're testing.
0: If you I ever build a helicopter, that. you don't know If I ever build a helicopter don't fly in it yeah, yeah. right because if, I'm not good at that
1: if if
2: not Dude, the guy gonna, if not I want to see you in a guinea pig furry costume. Yeah,
1: the right. guy has noted three times in major speeches <laughs> saying that at some point safety becomes a nuisance and actually hinders you and doesn't let you do what you need to do you know what he died doing what he loved avoiding safety
3: I can only hope that these brave souls perished in an instant
0: that, yes you know well,
3: that' be probably a catastrophic the best. event well. Happened, as S- they, they barely even had a chance. Do you know what the difference between what was riding
0: did. the Nautilus ride at Walt Disney World, 10,000 Leagues Beneath the Sea or whatever, and what these guys did? The difference is about a quarter of a million dollars. Yep. If you've got a whole quarter of a million dollars, people are willing to say, okay, well, this isn't the Demon Drop. This isn't the Millennium Force. This isn't a ride that we put normal people on. This isn't the Maverick. For that much money, you get to go into the weird exotic spaces, the weird places where normal people don't get access on their $50 ticket.
3: Well, how much different Why? is it than the flying, spending $20 million to go up on a Russian rocket? Also true. Which is also horrendously. Oh, yeah. Riskier. But
5: all these people,
3: yeah. not all,
5: I will say their guess is that it is relatively safe, that it's been done 13 times before that. They're not well, engineers. They, they, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, so, so, the, so the people aren't going there to say, well, I'm going to commit suicide right, right. now. Okay. Yeah. So they have a feeling of safety or they're going
2: to get down there and get back. Okay. Supposedly,
3: two? the one guy's son was terrified.
2: Well, that's right. And yeah. two, two of the guys were, it's a good instinct, real were <laughs> explorers. Like, that's legitimately their classification. Because <laughs> I cannot, the, the guy, the British guy, so what? I still can't. So, no, what? no, no, so no, what's no. an explorer? No, no, no. They know acceptable risk. That's the thing about exploring. That's about thing being your your definition of being explored. The only thing I could find about the guy, because I I went to journalism school, the first thing I did was, well, how did this guy become a billionaire? He became a billionaire by selling jets to Saudi Arabians. But he was one of the first, he's in the Guinness Book of World's Record, going to the North Pole in a Learjet jet or something crazy. Right. Like he does weird, crazy, outlandish stuff where he knows he is at risk of dying. And the other guy, the other guy's a French explorer. I cannot remember you know, like I said, I didn't read too hard, too far into this because we're like, well, this is dumb. But they are explorers. Right. Like their job, they know they might die.
3: I just imagine, like, somebody th- thinking about doing something fo- like, hey, let's spark a spleef down here
2: at the Titanic.
3: <laughs> Boom! <laughs> it's called a safety meeting, John.
0: <laughs> so let no, me no, get no, this no, straight. no. They didn't have enough money for that. After I poop in the coffee can, <laughs> yeah, okay. I turn the valve over here 90 degrees to make it go away. Oh, that is not how you make it go yeah. away. Oh. That's how you dump the pressure. I did, I did, you know, for nothing. There were five, I think five systems, ballast-based systems, and like you said, 24-hour timer, one that once it, you know, timed out, the, the whoosh, comes up if it has air in it. There's also airbag recovery systems. And, all you know, it's not, I mean, this is not the first time everybody's went down to 13,000 feet or whatever. It's something that they're prepared to do. People make vessels to do that shit. I paid an extra $200 to fly through a volcano in Hawaii, I paid an extra $200 to take the doors off the helicopter. (laughs) See, this is an acceptable risk. Do you know how many extra seatbelts I got? None. I had the same number of seatbelts in the helicopter I would have had, had the doors been on the helicopter. And I was kind of surprised when I got in the helicopter that they, there wasn't a guy going, okay, I got to take these fucking doors off. And another guy going, and i got to put these extra two seatbelts in. Because.
3: Here's your harness.
0: Yeah. No. In this particular instance, the guy went out and he took the doors off the helicopter. Yay. And then the other guy came out and he says, well, we normally don't have to say this. But since there's no doors, if you pull that little red tab on your lap, lap belt, not shoulder belt ein lap belt like a 71 impala
4: <laughs> if
0: you pull that little red tab your lap belt opens instantly so it's not even like you got to push that button in on the 71 impala that
5: it's you can never get pushed that you can in never that. get pushed yeah. in or there's a nickel
0: jammed in there from your brother <laughs> right and it doesn't work or there's like an old now and later in there um but if you just pull the yellow the red tab what? the the buckle just fucking opens up right and then it's you and gravity.
4: Who okay.
5: normally wins that one?
0: Well, it turns out, like, there was somewhat not long before we did ours last Christmas that a fellow went up there with his loved ones and he was terminal and he paid the extra 200 bucks for the doors off. And when he got over the volcano, <clears throat> see you guys. No uh, kidding. Oh. He oh, took okay. a, a long, long walk and a sudden stop.
1: No, when you say volcano, it's just like actually. Like- it's just a crater.
0: It's, it's, oh, okay. yeah, when you go to, when you go to Kauai, so when he land to, there right, right. and
5: he broke his back and he, and, and he suffered for another 42 <laughs> I, <laughs> hours and <laughs> finally subsided. I
0: hopefully that terminal velocity thing actually paid off. <laughs> yeah. So, uh. It I, never does though. You know when you <laughs> want it to. He you
5: hits know, a couple of trees. I'm on the, the way one, down, I'm the one like,
0: guy I jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. It just caught the air just right. Yeah. Yeah. And I drowned. I got eaten by a fish um, <laughs> slowly. Um, when we did that, and I was like, wait, so you made me get into this bullshit Tyvek jumpsuit thing, right? So that you, you confiscated everything off of my body, put my telephone, which you know you can't take from me, into a special telephone holder so I could shoot videos and stuff with a lanyard around my neck with my phone so I wouldn't drop it. You went to a lot of trouble. And then you pushed me into an airplane, I mean a helicopter, toy, like a toyka. And you put me in there, so me and my wife are just, mm. and because I'm taller than her and heavier than her, you put me in the middle of the airframe, and you put her on the door. They obviously didn't understand how important she is to our relationship, or they put me on the door, <laughs> made her look around me. But they put us in, and I was sitting there, and you know, they put you in the helicopter, and then like a young kid who doesn't make a lot of money comes and make sure that you're all strapped in right. Yeah. and you know, moves your feet out of the way so you're not. And
2: there was that
5: extra the bolt on the kicking controls
0: there. like the cyclic and the you know.
5: They had your shit locked tighter than a Muslim at Guantanamo.
0: Yes, for sure. I was in and I was not getting out. But then just for fun, I kind of moved around because I was like, oh, you know, this is pretty <laughs> tight. They really got me snugged in here. So I was moving around, moving around, and I saw that little red thing sticking out, like the button on a turkey. I was like let's see how hard it is. How hard do I have to pull this to make it release me or to make it release my wife.
1: Yeah.
0: And I pulled it with the kind of force you'd give and not much, just just a little. I I pulled it and it went pop and my seatbelt opened up and I went okay, that's holding me in this fucking aircraft <laughs> is that one little tab that you could pull pretty goddamn easily because it turns out when you're trying to get somebody out of a helicopter in a hurry, you want to do it really good. You want to be really efficient at it. You don't want to be cutting straps and everything else because when you got to get out of a helicopter in a hurry, it's a good thing to be fast about it. So the idea of like retaining you in the helicopter was secondary to getting you out of it in a hurry. That's interesting. So we did the trip and everything else and Merritt was by the door and we're all having a good time shooting and whatnot. Would you have had time to deploy your parachute? (laughs) no but the the helicopter did have floaties built into the skids so if things really went sideways they have a thing they can pull and the skids turn into inflated dates so, you know, two giant sex dolls open up on each skid so that you can preserve the helicopter.
3: So it'll float upside down, and that's when you need to get the fuck Bingo. out Bingo!
0: Right. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I was thinking the exact same thing. I was like, you're not landing on the water like an old, you know, James Bond film in this thing. This is literally so when the helicopter does what we call an auto gyro into the goddamn water. And now it's upside down. They can find the bodies real easy.
2: No, they can get the helicopter. They can back. get the helicopter back.
0: <laughs> Power
2: wash it out. <laughs> <laughs> Take out
5: the next crowd.
0: But for $200, we took the doors off the helicopter. And it's a funny thing that in this world of like adventure tourism and stuff where everybody's like, I've done, I've gone into volcanoes and shit. I've walked across rope bridges Sometimes they have safety. Sometimes they predate safety. Sometimes there's a sign that says the fall won't kill you. And there's a picture of a snapping crocodile, (laughs) right? I've been to those places. I think it's a lot of fun. You would never get me into a submersible that was not built by the military for military people because there's military and, you know, there's civilian shit and then there's military shit because military shit has to be designed for the dumbest 18-year-old. So, like the dumbest eighteen-year-old in the submarine, you have to think about like what could a dumb eighteen-year-old do? Because they've all done it. Spark a spleef at thirteen thousand people <laughs> at sea
4: level.
1: I just just think about this
0: man. Ten thousand know, leagues under my nutsack. sack. Yeah. You
1: know, like at, at one point. There was like a cartel sub down there. And they're like, what the hell is that? And it goes, go, oh shit, that shit imploded. Okay, let's get those drugs to shore. How many times do you <laughs> think the
0: orca had to boop it before it failed? Because <laughs> these orcas are pissed right now. And I'm just picturing that thing floating around. Because it does look like a fucking hot dog, right? Yeah. It's Floating down, going down, 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 And they said half the time when you pay all this money, you don't even get to see the Titanic. Right. That was a, that was a ball breaker of it all. Chris's <laughs> idea of putting a cable... To an eye bolt on the bottom of the ocean guarantees that every time it goes down, you see the Titanic. And then you go back up the cable and you go, we saw the Titanic in first person narrative. We saw the Titanic. And, it's and it great. looks
5: just like the pictures that you can <laughs> you see know, on the internet. I was going to say, you know
2: what? For, for, <laughs> for $4, hours, I can we're, record we're looking, the movie and see a bad sex scene
1: and the Titanic.
0: You're looking through a 12 inch porthole, 14 inch <laughs> porthole. They could have a video monitor oh, there. Yeah. It could all be staged. They
1: all had a share. It wasn't like they each had their own. Problem.
0: No, no. There's yeah. a, there's iron window. Yeah. There's iron like, window and iron coffee can to poop in. Yeah. It's like, That's all you get. Like
2: like there's the Titanic and then there's the uh, there's the giant uh, giant crocodile. No, the giant, yeah. The giant, giant, giant squid. Thing. Yeah, yeah. The giant squid.
0: <laughs> I don't think for a second you'd have got me in there if it was fifty dollars.
5: Do you think maybe they're a traveling coach?
0: Right <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Years and years and years ago, when the Stratosphere opened up in Vegas and decided to actually make some money, they put the world's sketchiest roller coaster on top of the Stratosphere. (laughs) And the big, like anybody else would call this a poorly hastily assembled carny ride, but it's Vegas. I rode a roller
3: coaster that went through the one hotel and outside. Oh,
0: yeah, that's the New York, New York. Yeah. The, the one at the top of Stratosphere, like the whole thing about it is like 70% of the host the, the roller coasters can't deliver it off the edge of the building. So you look down and you're like, fuck, right? And I went up there and I went, oh, it's, you know, it's a, the most expensive roller coaster you're ever going to ride, but still looks like it's assembled by West Virginia Carnies.
2: Hey, I, was I know. Of that.
0: That's why I chose West Virginia. <laughs> so I didn't say Kentucky because yeah, well, West Virginia hits home better. teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Paid in meth. But they. I looked at it and I went, nah, that's a really shitty roller coaster. I wouldn't ride that if it was at sea level, not alone, let alone at the top of Vegas. And then they decided to one up themselves. They made a roller coaster that only goes 78 feet. That's not, it's a pretty dumb idea, right? I guess. Okay, so you all get in a roller coaster car and you're looking at 78 feet of track, but then they swing that 78 feet of track out over Las Vegas. So your 78 foot travel is just off the edge of a building and then it stops allegedly and they reel you back in and then they do it again and you go, you you do that. And then that's like 29 bucks, not a quarter of a million dollars, it's $29 and you probably get the same kind of like pit in your belly and like moment when you're dangling at the top of the goddamn stratosphere, which was also built by the lowest bidder. One could argue getting into the elevator at the stratosphere is a risk.
4: <laughs> still,
2: still better than the uh hard rock casino and hotel in New Orleans that oh I'm
0: sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another one. <laughs> lowest bitter. Uh, lowest bitter. Lowest bitter. But now the last you know, I was I was in Vegas not long ago. Making the walk from where I was staying to Frankie's and having to walk through the stratosphere, I was like this is now the most dangerous ride in Las Vegas. Just walking through the stratosphere, not going in the tower, not riding the amusement park rides, just walking through the casino. Cause you are a victim in an ocean full of predators.
3: Ocean full of Pepsi. C.
0: Hep- yes. Yeah. And it's still, you know, you can always tell the best casinos in Vegas cause they still encourage you to smoke and you're like, wow, that's hardcore. That's, that's amazing. I like smoking, but I don't want to be in that.
3: They smell like toilet bowl candy.
0: They do. They do. It has that fucking thing. So anyway, <laughs> uh, motorcycle <laughs> shit. The motorcycles. Motorcycle City shit. Witch. So motorcycle so, uh, shit. <clears throat> so tonight I brought up a, a party favor. So tonight I showed up on a QJ motorcycles or sorry, QJ motor. Not QJ motors. Not QJ moto. QJ motor singular. 300 S, I'm sorry, 300 SRV S. It's a lot of S's. A lot of S's. Yes. Um, 300 CCs, V twin, eight valves, belt drive. What did y'all think? Hey, that doesn't translate. <laughs> that. that honestly, great. Great for the one guy who's watching this on YouTube. Right. <laughs> Not so much for the other people.
3: Well, I like very much the fact that. I turned the key on and hit the starter button and it started. No delay. There was, it was
2: not the try up for the There was no process. Starting process.
3: There was no a logarithm.
2: <laughs> there was no
3: series of keys, switches, and levers that needed to be flipped, twisted, or kafuckered. <laughs> <laughs> um, it had a really nice sound. That little V twin 250 was, you know, I, I like to do sounds. It was like, a, rawr, 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 rawr. it sounded kind of hard. It sounded it wasn't a Harley,
1: but. Yeah. It, no, but sure when her, it, it was a little, muffler. when you when went, went by, by it actually yeah. sounded good. When you went by on the street, it doesn't sound like a three hundred; it sounds no. like a seven fifty or something. The
3: like. big mufflers that are on it do just the right job of making it the right
2: amount of quiet, but still allowing it to have a voice. Well, that's the thing; is they're not really big mufflers; they're actually really big heat shields.
4: Yeah,
0: yeah, they're big heat <laughs> shields. I think that I think you're right. I think that ninety percent of what you're looking at, yeah. Is a catalytic converter yeah. disguises. <laughs> I think they're just there to hide. There, that's not, catalytic that's converters. not a comparable size. No, no. So but, is that bike fuel injected? Yes. It is. Yeah, super it's fuel. Comfortable. Injected. So again, a 200. and we're not little people. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. how tall are you? I'm 6'7.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, laying down. All right. 6'2. So 6'2, <laughs> right? Yeah. So who else is. Over yeah. that, I had no problem with that bike. It right, did not feel cramped. It,
3: yeah, ergonomic. It didn't feel. Great. It felt as good or better than uh, like a Sportster or something.
0: I was like terrified, that. kind of getting into this because this wasn't. They didn't send me this for free. I had to buy scale. this. That no, 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 yeah. I had I to agree. buy this motorcycle, and I've ridden a lot of Honda three hundreds Rebels, and they are three quarter scale. They're absolutely three quarter yeah. scale. When you get on a Rebel, you know you're on a Rebel. The original Rebel was that way, and the new Rebels that way, and the Virago 250 is kind of that way. They're all kind of three quarter scale motorcycles. This is not a three quarter scale motorcycle. Seat very comfortable. Seat was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, yeah, like yeah, the reach. It riding, wasn't crowded.
3: Was the, riding position. Yeah, uh, yeah, your feet were a little bit forward, but not. You weren't laying back. No,
0: I, and I could turn it locks a lock to lock without yeah. hitting my knees or hitting my belly or anything. And the lock the lock was very good. It's fair, it, yeah. It,
3: you
1: could do a yeah. nice circle in the it's middle It's not no choppered
0: it out. The right. the front forks are straight up sport bike geometry.
1: Um, tail lights cool.
0: Tail light is cool. Yeah. Brakes are extraordinarily generous.
4: Yeah.
0: Uh, I I have yet to figure out where the ABS off button is or if it even has one, mm. but I have had this thing going 70 miles an hour and just crushed them to try and make it skip or hop or do anything. It, it won't, it won't, it won't give you anything resembling fear. It has a sight glass, which is my new standard for people. Like if a company doesn't care, I know cause they have a dipstick. If they have a sight glass, they care just a little because <laughs> there's something to me about being able to grab the handlebars of my motorcycle Put it up to 12 o'clock. Look at it and go, there's oil. Done. Go ride. There's visual presence of oil. That's important.
2: Yeah, the, the fact that Vespa hasn't quite taken that. You have to buy an aftermarket <laughs> a, sight glass. You can have one. On it.
0: You can have it, finally. Right.
2: You finally. can have
0: it, but you have to you pay have to for buy, it. You have to buy
2: it and then have <laughs> right. it installed. Right. And the fact that Vespa hasn't just gone, that's a really good idea.
0: Right. We should just put it on. We should, we should do this. This company just said, "Fuck it, put it on." Yeah, I mean,
2: right. Hon, Honda, the Shadow Seven Fifty has mm-hmm. a dipstick, and it drove me crazy. It, and it's one of those ones where you screw it up, it will go in the gear.
0: I Honda always know. did dipstick, yeah. and that's and what you're saying about that particular V-twin. Yeah, I have had customers put it in at a slightly wrong angle. Yep, and it, that the the dipstick is metal. <laughs>
2: yep,
0: and it's actually really good metal. Yep. And when you put the dipstick in, not the way that Honda wants you to, it will grind itself against your fucking transmission. Yep. What the fuck, man? And the weird thing is, they make a weird noise when it does it. You pull the dipstick out. The dipstick, one side of the dipstick will be shinier than you've ever seen anything (laughs) in your life. And then when you drain the oil out of the bike, it's going to look like a disco ball exploded. Uh, and that's not happened to me one time, not on my bikes, on customers' bikes, yeah. where I've had like, why is there so much metal flake in this oil on a bike that's 10,000, 12,000 miles old? And I realized he'd cross threaded his dipstick. And it's a thing that you can do on a Honda 750.
1: Yeah, because that, that's like, you know, equates to about two, three degrees. Yep. Yeah, yeah, up, right. Just, yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: And it's an easy thing to do because yeah. you're just kind of like, oh, put the dipstick in. Mm-hmm. And cross-threading it is actually remarkably easy.
4: Yeah.
0: Uh, come on, man. We can do better than that. Okay. Uh, so back to QJ. Back to the QJ. To Q-J. Um, the most offensive things about the bike are all removable with a blow dryer. The stickers. The stickers are just fucking shit. Well, that's,
2: you know, the Chinese still haven't figured out. We want less, fewer stickers. Yeah. Fewer stickers. We don't need the SRV-14-D bottle X.
3: I know you're proud to be QJ Motor, but you don't need to put it that big. (laughs) No, no.
0: The one that we have display here is a color we didn't get in America because, so I will bring you guys up to speed a little bit. So QJ Motor is the new, dis- the new manufacturer for Harley-Davidson in Asian markets. Now, the only QJ motor built by Harley-Davidson that we're going to get in the United States is going to be the Harley-Davidson Riders Training Program bike, which was originally quoted to me by somebody at SSR, it was going to be this bike. This bike would make a perfect training bike. I love this bike for a training bike. Better than a Rebel, Better than a lot of goddamn things. Better than a Suzuki GN250, you know?
1: And it Um, looks good compared to the Rebel with the stupid hat tank.
0: And how about this? If you did, let's just say for the sake that we all worked at Harley-Davidson as motorcycle safety instructors. And that we knew that this was the product that we were going to be training people on. Doesn't this look a shit ton like a sportster? Yeah. Doesn't this give people the spirit of Harley-Davidson? 100%. 100%, so, 100%. makes you feel comfortable. Couldn't you put a Harley-Davidson yeah, yeah. sticker on this? A big Harley-Davidson sticker on this with the word underneath it, motorcycle training. And not even suggest that you could buy this motorcycle in the dealership. But then when somebody gets off this motorcycle after a couple, three days of training, you could walk them into the dealership and point them to a Sportster.
4: Yeah.
0: So the fact that they went with the, the single cylinder 400.
2: And they'll both have the same performance.
0: <laughs> this was a spirited ride. I mean,
2: I I mean I was gonna say, okay, perfect example. Same same situation.
0: <laughs>
2: BMW 310.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yep.
2: BMW sells the 310.
0: Yeah, yeah. In yeah. their
2: showroom with a BMW yep. proudly BMW. Proudly BMW. Car.
0: Yep. Yep. Proudly there BMW. There's
2: no reason why Harley Davidson cannot sell this bike. In a Harley Davidson. Would you
0: be pissed off if you went in the Harley Davidson dealership and Harley Davidson had an entry level motorcycle for you or your friend or your wife or your girlfriend or your sister to buy that was this motorcycle with a Harley badge on it? No. I
5: thought the eight eighty three was a starter
0: motorcycle. Exactly. Yeah. This,
5: right. This, right. This, right. This, this like, actually, that's their mindset. Yeah.
0: And they they tried it with the five hundred and the seven fifty, and that went I mean, over like a fart in church. And
2: that's a shame. And Harley yeah. couldn't get away he from not it even fast enough
0: i argue against that i think the street 500 was arguably one of the five worst motorcycles i've ridden <laughs> right there right next to a, a gen 1 himalaya like a gen 1 himalaya like i'm talking about a brand new motorcycle you could buy in the past 10 years with real money that came with a warranty i think that i think that the harley davidson street 500 and the street 750 were both harley davidson putting their name into other markets in a bike that was built in their market so they wouldn't have to pay any tariffs that the Harley name could live on in India, largest motorcycle market in the world. And they could sell 93 million Harley Davidson t-shirts for every one street 500 they sold. This is China.
2: Yeah.
0: Same exact marketing exercise. I wish they would have used this for the American training program instead of the vertical 400. Right. So a single cylinder 400 is going to have a higher seat height. It's going to have a higher center of gravity. It's not going to have the delicious torque that this thing has where it's very hard to stall this bike.
1: Also, you just sailed something too. It's low. I mean, the, the seat height is low. Yeah. Like you could be a five foot two lady and ride this.
2: And
0: that is not the same for the Benelli 302. Hey, TNT 302. Right? Hey, Phil. It's the higher, yeah.
2: Hey, Phil. What's the selling point of the Buddy Kick 125?
0: Low, baby. There you go. Low and cheap. Cheap and low.
2: And yeah. that's that's exactly what you're looking at here.
0: Well, this is not cheap. But, so, but it is low. It is low. So, this is 53.99, cheaper which is cheaper than a Rebel. It is cheaper. Well, here's the trick. This is where we're going to get into a little bit of semantics. As Mel Gibson would say, you want semantics? I'll show you semantics. Uh, this is about 100 bucks cheaper than a Honda Rebel 300 ABS. It is about $300 more expensive than a Honda Rebel, no ABS. But this motherfucker's got some really good ABS on it. Front, and rear. Uh, I have to say, this motorcycle, in our limited experience, giant asterisk, is better in every way, including the rear suspension, than a Rebel 300. Because... This bike has fully goddamn adjustable, like massive preload availability. When I took this out of the crate, I'm 210 pounds. I took it out of the crate. I ripped it around the neighborhood. I bombed in and out of some driveways because it advertises a rear suspension travel of not one, but two inches. And that is not satisfactory to me. And I've ridden a lot of Harley Davidson super lows, 883 SLs, I've ridden a lot of huggers that are also two inches of suspension travel, and you can't turn those sons of bitches around. They bottom out. Not even talking about hitting a bump or a driveway. We're talking about just doing a U-turn. That that amount of inertia in the suspension bottoms out the suspension. So I brought this back to the shop, and you guys saw today that I put about between a half an inch and three quarters of an inch of preload, which is about one quarter of the amount of preload threads they give you. So I've set this on two out of potentially four, right? Maybe two out of five, whatever. But I'm not anywhere near as far as I can do the preload. Now, I'm 210, and I know other people in this podcast are heavier than 210. Did anybody bottom it out?
3: I did not. No, I did not, and I tried to. Like When I got on it, I bounced on it. I didn't feel it bottom out. Maybe it did, and it was so subtle. You know, but I don't know if it had any kind of rubber, you know, do you bottom out metal to metal? You know, I don't know, but it. Well, I
0: have bottomed it out and it's before I put three quarters of an inch preload into it. I have bottomed it out. So I put preload in it, which I read the owner's manual and it turns out for my size and for my weight, I am supposed to put a bunch of preload in it because it's meant for people that are smaller than me to be able to ride it, enjoy it, have a good time and a soft ride. 1200 C sportster in my showroom, sitting down on the bike hard, you bottom it out.
3: I could not do that.
0: Yeah. On this bike. On this bike. Holy shit. The suspension is really fucking good. The suspension is really fucking good. All the switches are backlit. So yeah. you look at a switch and the switch literally tells you illuminated what the switch does. Yeah. Which I think is nice. clever. And why doesn't everybody do that? Oh, I'm
1: jealous, man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Did your FJ have backlit switches? No, my
1: Africa twin doesn't. None of my bikes. All my current I only have three like you know modern ish bikes. None yeah. of them
0: have that shit. So I'm very impressed by this. There's a lot of weird attention to detail a, shit. Does that have
2: bar weight on
0: it too? well, they're minimal. So they're not I they're not heavy enough that I would call them bar weights. They're not just plastic bar ends. They are they do have some weight to them, maybe three, four ounces. Uh, they're not real heavy but they are bar weights, you know, there's, there's something standard. That
1: thing that John found by accident Mm -hmm. that you,
0: you can shut the key off and the bike won't shut off until until it goes to neutral. That's right. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's an interesting safety factor. So your knucklehead buddy can't reach over and put your fucking kill switch on while you're idling, like at a red light. So I think that's a good idea too. There, uh, it comes with spools for a track stand for a, you know, for a, Garage stand, which I think is nice for people that want to do their own maintenance, but you don't have to because the motherfucker's got a belt on it that's good for forty thousand miles. That's kind of nice. That is cool. Uh, okay. Comes with a uh, unlimited, oh, one year unlimited mileage warranty, which is over double what Honda gives you. So that's kind of nice. Uh, pretty, pretty good bike, and I wasn't expecting it to necessarily be a good bike. And in all the marketing videos I've seen for this bike, it's always been a tiny little Asian lady throwing her leg over it and gripping around. So I thought when it got here, it was going to be really fucking too small for us. But I got to say, I came the shit out of it.
1: Like, you, know, you know what's weird? Like, so like, so, You remember, we, you were teased. We, like, we saw this a couple times, yeah. variations yep, of it. we did. And I was like, eh, whatever, right? Yep. But then here, when you pulled in, it was like, holy shit, that's a nice looking bike.
0: The gas tank. Not it's, a seam on it. No, it's beautiful. But
1: now, right. but see, now that I've seen it, yeah. and then I look at this picture, right. It's like it's a good-looking bike, man.
3: Well, the one you have too is that is a two-tone. It's Marshall, the burgundy, burgundy. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, this this orange color we have on the screen is was not allowed to come to America because it's too Harley Davidson. Uh, so they they allowed them to do the black and gray color scheme and the black and burgundy color scheme for the U.S. market at least for this year. Yeah. That's the that's the story I was told. Uh, one other thing that I thought was particularly interesting about it is it is a v-twin yes it has eight valves good it has a 9400 rpm red line hmm. so at 9400 the spark interrupter hits i don't know if anybody appreciates how much fun a v-twin that revs out to over nine thousand rpms is because you have this combination of torque but also a long run it's really satisfying to run this bike. My brain is telling me to shift at about seven and a half eight thousand on this bike, which is you know standard for a 3,000 or 300 cc bike. but it's happy to go a hell of a lot further so that I can actually leave a shift behind and just, and just keep ripping it, and then eventually it gives me that ba ba ba, go to shift.:
3: If they put that motor yeah. in a sport bike frame, yeah. Yeah. it would be the best. 300 cc sport bike out there
0: including i will dare say the r1 because i've ridden the sh- i'm mean, the r3 i've ridden the shit out of r3s and i love them i think they're great it's the only one that fits me but i actually like this motor better
4: do we know how much it weighs i
0: you know what honestly i don't i would have to look that up how yeah. many gears Huh? six speed yeah six speed water cooled
5: and how fast have
0: you gotten it to go? The fastest I've had it going was just indicated at 100, but I didn't want to run it to the maximum in the gear because it hasn't been broken in yet. So when I, I was riding it,
3: it, I mean, I really enjoyed the gear change on it. I didn't get it into six gear, but you could sneak from gear to gear and short shift it or rev it out
1: or whatever. And, um, I was totally impressed by it. Like that, It just feels like you know how you have a feel like, a good bike feels like something, and that has that feel. It has like a kind of he- like heavy in a good way, like like a solid card or a
3: thunk. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I uh, you know I get the old finger check on the plastics. It doesn't seem like milk carton material. It's it uh you know it has some weight to it.
1: Yeah, like I mean, I mean seriously, like I, I I'm coming from a place where I was making fun of this idea of this bike, just like what about eight podcasts? Cause we were laughing about this. Mm-hmm. I did not expect it to be this good. I was thinking the front it was
3: good. forks are like what? How many millimeters? Huge. There? They're huge.
1: Upside yeah. down. Huge
0: forks. forks.
1: Forty-one yeah. millimeter. I
0: think. Upside down. Upside down. Monster. Beautiful inverted yeah. forks. Yeah.
3: And the tires aren't little pizza cutters. No. I mean, they're like nice, like it's kind of bobber in you know the, the tires are bigger.
0: Yeah, that's a. That's it nice. is an interesting. It's an interesting motorcycle for sure. Uh, but I didn't look at the brand of tire. I'm sure it's, oh, it's, Qing, it's Qingshan. CST. Yeah. Oh,
3: so they're good quality. Then. <laughs> well, they're not, they're it's
0: not still, some weird, it is still at right. least
2: something you've heard of. Right. Well, well they, they're not like only heard it because they've been on every Chinese scooter for the
0: past. Well, they're there. not like running jewels or like no, I've, yeah. we've had some, you know, we've had a lot of bikes that come in with. Weird tires on them. The Benelli TNT 135 came in with, I can't think, remember the name of the tire that was on that thing, but I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. But I looked at it and I'm like, this is a complete, like, it's like a Zippy 3 knockoff, almost perfect identical tread pattern to this thing. And I was like, I don't know if cordials, it's called a cordial. And I was like, I don't know if this tire is going to be any good because I've never heard a cordial. So I went out and ran the shit out of it. And I mean, really cooked it, like overcooked it a lot of times. I was like, it turns out it's pretty good. It turns out that cordial tire might not be a bad tire. And then the guys who are racing them and putting them in, uh, like YSR racing and stuff like that are like, no, it's actually the stock tires are good tires. They
3: use the cherry cordials.
0: Cherry cordials are probably a little more (laughs) desirable. Yeah.
3: When you look at the tires, they don't look like rock hard pieces. I mean, they look, they look the right. Yeah, exactly. I know it's weird to say they look good, but
0: 359 pounds. All right. So about almost in the same ballpark as a Vespa GTS 300. So same ballpark for as motor scooter money. Um, That's, that's interesting.
3: Top speed, hundred miles an hour.
0: So the fastest I was able to get it was an indicated, just barely breathing on 100, but I'm not going to want to do that again until I change the oil. So I changed the oil one time get a few more heat cycles on it then I'll take it up and run it. This was purely this wasn't I did that. I wasn't even on the freeway. <laughs> I was on West 150th Street. So, you know. Jeez. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that guy. Oh. Didn't have a helmet on either cuz I'm a fucking idiot, right? So, but my test ride got my test ride got away from myself, right? We already knew that. Yeah, sometimes I'm having fun. And then fun happens and it gets away from me. Yeah.
3: like looks
2: really cool it has the qj motor logo with a little you know but it It, lights up
0: it's It's led LED. all the things are leds that's cool i like that
2: this thing is literally everything else on their on their website as far as the products go are like inline twins
0: yes exactly well that's because that's the cheapest motor to build right Only
2: thing a little weird was the exhaust spigots
0: so there's a reason
4: for that. yeah (laughs) (laughs) i brought that up too it's
0: crazy Ninety degrees. Yeah. Man. So those are castings. Obviously, um, it weighs the same. Oh my god! It weighs it weighs ten pounds less than a rebel. So yeah. So it weighs ten pounds less than a rebel. Yay! Um, I'll pull the rebel specs up so people can see it. The uh, so it does weigh less than a rebel, and uh, and and like that. Cool. Uh, but here's the trick. So the spigots. So the you, spigots. You know what
5: else weighs ten pounds less than a rebel? Huh? It's down at the bottom of that ocean
0: right now. Oh, okay. (laughs) No way. Really? Oh, okay. I was going to say that, that looked heavier than that. Uh, so the exhaust, this bike, normally we have twisted metal tubing that, that for a V twin, there's a big V part of the tubing, right? We all know the big V part of the tubing and then it goes up and then at at the top where it goes into the motor, there's usually some sort of a radical turn. So something that you couldn't put on a mandrel, something that you couldn't tur- tube bend in your own workshop if you ever fucking tried. So what this manufacturer's done Or is they could
3: have had the ports a little bit to one side or something or made that elbow inside the...
0: Well, the if you look at the way the head is oriented on both of these things, in order to give it a more lucrative exhaust valve angle, they have machined or cast... Exhaust manifolds and these exhaust manifolds cheat the intake or the exhaust angle so that your exhaust can bolt on without your exhaust having to make an impossible turn that you couldn't possibly get hardware into if you ever had to take the exhaust off or put the exhaust on because you'd have nowhere to put a goddamn bolt in the nut. So instead, they have a machined or cast basically 90 degrees, it's damn close to 90 degrees, that bolts onto the motor, giving it the best possible angle for the exhaust valve to be poking out. And you don't have to worry about making the exhaust header tube do a true 120 degree turn to get back into the front of the cylinder. And at first when I looked at it, I was like, well, that's fucking weird. Why do they do that? And then I was like, oh, that's right. Because if you've ever had to take a set of pipes off of a Virago, you'll know that there's not enough room in front or back of a Virago 250 to get those fucking pipes off. And they didn't use studs and nuts on those. They used fucking bolts, which you pretty much are going to strip them every single time you put them in because you can't ever line them up right again once they're out. So I, the casting is a weird thing because you have a mild steel tube going into a totally intermediate casting before it goes into the water cooled jacket of the cylinder. It makes sense now because if you do want to take the exhaust off, you can literally use a 10 millimeter socket coming straight at it. You don't need an angle. You don't need a wobble. You don't need any kind of an adapter. You don't need to do one sixtieth of a turn with an open end wrench and then flip it over and do it the other way. Like we had to do on so many fucking V twins. Literally, yeah, one sixtieth. Okay, flip it over. How many threads is this? A thousand. Yeah. Right. No, this is just put your goddamn you know put your ten millimeter on your duga duga, or I'm sorry, put your four, put your fourteen millimeter on your Dugga duga and just and drive them right out. It's that caught my attention as being like, okay, that is clever, and it's going to make if I ever need to change the exhaust on this thing or have to take the exhaust off to get to something. It's gonna make getting the pipe off of this thing like a five minute job. Whereas getting the pipe off of any other tiny V twin or tiny parallel twin is a bitch because they have a shortage of space around them. This has a shortage of space around it too. They just put an extra intermediate in it.
3: That's a cute little motor. I yeah. like the way it looks. I like the, I mean, it's just amazing that somebody built a nice little 250 liquid cooled V twin like that. The, the the color of it too. I like the sort of off bronzy brass. Yeah, like the treatment of it looks nice. The, just the way the thing's casted, it has some little indentations, and it doesn't. It's not just round; it's smooth. Yeah. Like they actually, it, it looks pretty high tech.
0: It's funny because forever, I've been buying motorcycles or working on motorcycles since I was a little teenager. Anything that would be two fifty, anything that would be three hundred, would be we built this down to a price point. You get on the new Versys 300, I guarantee you, get on the Versys 300, you can tell it's built down to a price point. There are things on it that you're like, oh, this is a casting. No, it's not. It's a piece of plastic, right? Oh, this is a, a, a you know alloy. Nope, it's a hammered out piece of sheet metal, right? There are so many things on these entry-level bikes that are built down to a price point just so they can get the bike out there because who's going to buy it? Well, the most inexperienced motorcycle people in the world and they're not too picky.
3: Oh, this would be great if they did. You know all the versions that you could do of a three hundred. Right. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, yeah. the problem is, this ain't cheap, and I'm telling you, this ain't cheap by Japanese standards. Let alone cheap by. And if you're buying a rebel, you're not building a, You're not buying a Japanese bike. If you're buying a three hundred cc bike today, you're getting a Chinese or a Chinese Thai mixed matched bike. You're not going to get actual made in Japan, genuine article bike. But this one, would I spend the extra couple of bucks to to go from a Rebel 300 to go to this 300? You bet your ass I would. Everything about this feels better.
1: Yeah, it really does.
0: It, it, It definitely has a better feel to it. It's and like,
1: well, it's, it's just like looking at, if you go to a Grom mm-hmm. and then, yeah. or at least the second, first and second generation, I think the right. third one, they fixed some of it, but <laughs> se- second generation Grom and stick it next to the Benelli. It's basically the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, they yeah. came with the ups, inverted for all the things that we loved about the Benelli. Exactly. This, yeah. the inverted forks, yep. all the things. Oh yeah. yeah.
0: And that's true too. That is, that is absolutely it. When you start a bike that way, um, it ends up being a better bike. Because every little piece on it is a better piece. Hmm. Uh, I wanted to, uh, I'll throw the image up just so we can kind of show you guys the difference, right? How the other half lives. Oh, God. Right? Oh, that was the sound I wanted to hear. Look
1: at the forks. They're shit. The whole bike is a piece of shit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Straight from Honda's marketing department. Uh,
1: That looks like a Navi front end. Look! Like, look at the forks. The minuscule.
0: So now that we've been looking at the SRV for a long time and riding the SRV, when we look at this bike,
1: this looks like a Chinese. Like this is. Well, like, you also it, notice
0: this doesn't have a passenger seat. No. Whereas the the SRV has a passenger seat and passenger pegs right. and the whole deal. Yeah. Right.
1: Dude, this is hideous. I forget, and it has that stupid half helmet fucking gas thing. <laughs> I hate that.
0: No, you know what that is? What? Uh, you ever see speed skaters? Oh, yeah. That's a speed skater, skater helmet. helmet. That is a speed skater <laughs> helmet right there. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. But look at this radiator on this thing. Looks like a fucking disaster. Right? Oh. Yeah. The exhaust is clearly lowest bidder. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: It, it looks like...
0: <laughs> this motorcycle looks like a piece of shit now. The Rebel <laughs> 300 looks like a piece of shit.
1: The exhaust pipe looks like somebody robbed a house of copper and just shoved it underneath <laughs> the
0: bike. Yeah. <laughs> Now this motorcycle starts to look pretty bad.
1: It always did, but now especially.
0: Yeah. So now we kind of go, oh, shit. This now is not the same experience I wanted to have.
1: So wait, this is,
0: $300. This is a brand new Honda 300. No, but
1: 300. I'm saying $300 more?
0: Well, if you get the Rebel with ABS, if you get the Rebel with ABS, it's 100 more than, than the QJ. Wow. I know. Yeah. If you get the Rebel of no ABS, it's 300 less than the QJ. But you have I to be mean, seen riding that.
1: This is embarrassing. It like, is kind I mean, of embarrassing. Like, seriously, like, if you put them next to each other, like, dude, the, the, the thing that you rode today yeah. looks like a finished, it's real a, motorcycle. Yeah. yeah. This looks like an interpretation. Like If you ask you know AI start- to
0: draw a sportster, this is what you'd get. Well, man. Do you know what I'm starting to see when I see this frame now? In the middle of it? A trials bike yeah the middle of this motorcycle starts to look like a trials bike to me because there's not enough there
1: it also looks like that motor the way it's positioned with that exhaust looks right. like every chinese motorcycle it does look like, every, like the hawk 250 it looks like
0: every wish <laughs> yeah alibaba yeah chinese motorcycle
2: we have honda rebel at home
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is so i mean that's why i waited to throw this image up so you can kind of just and then dude, it literally looks in like in a comparison. dude from
1: Craigslist made this out of some other bike yeah. and then filled in the fucking triangles to, with I, like shit. I, like,
0: I, I just like the Navi. I was early to the game hating it.
1: Yeah.
0: And the rebel 300, I was early to the game hating it. I've never been a fan of the rebel oh. 300. I'm happy now to have in my shop an alternative to yeah, the rebel oh 300 yeah. so that you can have your 300 cc motorcycle and actually have a cool motorcycle
1: and you can feel like you save people from ever having to show up on this. yeah thing. this like, is a tough bike thing, man. man
0: this is a tough bike to own i don't like it i'm not a fan obviously so but yeah look at all the plumbing look at the radiator plumbing on this rebel doesn't it look like it was like oh at the last minute steve we got to put a radiator on yeah. here yeah
1: look at the exhaust pipe couldn't they do any better no
0: that? they couldn't <laughs> That is the exhaust pipe off of the, um, uh, the PCX 150 scooter. It's or the exhaust it's, pipe off it of It actually
1: looks like it's from like the Big Bear four-wheeler and they just stuck <laughs> on
4: the outside of it,
1: man.
0: <laughs> all right, so that's that. So I, I feel like we've done a pretty decent job of, of beating of the really shit out of that.
2: owning the Honda Rebel.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a shame. And now all the Honda Rebel owners groups are going to send us hate mail. Oh, uh, well, right?
2: you know, if we're not
3: getting hate mail, yeah. we're not trying. I, it's uh, so weird. I just like to make a Honda Rebel. I, there is a Honda that, that I've been kind of falling in love with a little bit. Mm-hmm. i've been riding uh grumpy Sure guys crashed bike a little bit just like the I, monkey yeah just like it's I, rideable oh yeah
0: <gasps> gasp
3: it, it, it's just like if i have to go up to the building and i'm like well i don't want to hog the Kubota side by side so i'll just, just pip it up there really man it's really smooth like you know i know that you, know, you got a monkey that they're selling. So you don't know? I thought you had a monkey. Are oh, you
0: sharing a monkey? Okay, all right. Yeah. Well, it's
3: the kind of share where he doesn't
0: get to ride it. Oh,
3: that Ooh. sucks. Yeah. No, no, no. The, the other guy owns it
5: hundred percent and oh, it won't, it won't let me in. It won't let here. you ride it. Yeah. Oh, that's
0: terrible. Well, At least I get to ride the Vulcan when I work on it. Yeah. <laughs> I like the Vulcan a lot. Yeah, that's it.
3: I'm seeing why he likes that bike so much. It's super smooth. The monkey seat is huge and comfortable. It it's is like,
0: a marshmallow. And yeah,
3: just right. Now I'm riding it like this with yeah. the, the handle. Over. It's all twisty. Yeah, but
0: <laughs> it's <I'm>, all twisty. <laughs> I'm it. I like it. Oh man, yeah. That's. I mean, that's that's tough. Um, I will. I'm going to throw up the image just because we were talking about it, just so you guys can see the. Uh,
3: I did some hill climbs with it and stuff like that. That's what we're getting, guys. We'll get you up a hill. Ah.
0: That's what you did. That's what the Harley dealers are going to have for driver's training.
1: Yeah, see, the seat
2: height really <clears throat> kind of It's helps. not so Dude, much. Dude, look
1: how plastic that thing looks, man. The, oh, that's terrible. <laughs> you know, that was the beauty
2: when I took MSF way back in, like, 98. Uh, we had the Honda Rebel right. 250.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And
2: you, I literally could just sit down on it like you sit in a, in a lounge chair.
0: And when <laughs> yeah,
1: what the hell are they going to do with short people? They're not going
0: to be exactly. able to ride this
2: fucking
1: thing.
0: So you know, they the in order on. to make it look like a flat tracker, oh they they created all this area in the back here, yeah. <laughs> that whole back yeah. there. Um, all I can say about this is, I think we all rode a motorcycle today that would have been a perfect riders training school motorcycle. <laughs> and somebody went, yeah, but the one with one cylinder is... $1,200 cheaper and Harley went I'll take that one because this is not a sexy motorcycle
1: no and it doesn't represent Harley even in the worst possible way like not even in any bike did As they do <laughs> instead of it being an 883 it's
2: a 3-3 <laughs> <three, three, eight. laughs> there's still 8s and 3s there it's kind of the same thing <laughs>
1: Oh,
0: it geez. is and it's an r it's an
1: no but you nailed it r. before man if, <laughs> like if they like the thing that you got yeah yeah if you like if that's what you get accustomed to yeah the natural progression from that is a fucking real sports
0: star. i would slide from an i would f- slide from an srv 300s could slide onto a you know today's version 1000 cc sportster liquid cooled like modern sports or sports not you know, you know, 10 years ago, sportster, but I could slide from the bike that we rode today onto that. Or you know what? Maybe not. Maybe just keep riding that bike. Yeah. Maybe just ride that bike for three or four more years. Because that was the problem with the motorcycle foundation is when I was an instructor, which Tom was 1990, (laughs) um, we had rebel two fifties as well in our training and the Honda guy loved it. He would donate, donate the rebels to us which meant he sold them to us at cost and then got the service contracts on them and everything else, our local dealer. But he said it was great for business because people would come and do the Motorcycle Safety Foundation course, ruck up on a Nighthawk 250 or ruck up on a Rebel 250 if they were shorter. Yep. And then after the course, they would go and buy the Rebel or buy the Nighthawk 250. Whereas the Harley-Davidson part of being an MSF instructor with Harley-Davidson is the first part of the class and the last part of the class the evening class that starts it isn't really about textbook and everything else. It's like, bring a, it's a, literally, I'm not joking, it's a gear review. They want you to bring your helmet in. Bring your helmet, bring your gloves, bring your pants, bring your boots. And then our certified accessory specialist is going to tell us, <laughs> he's going to tell you, new student, about how your helmet is over five years old and it should be replaced. He's going to tell you about how your gloves are basically Joe Rocket gardening gloves and you should buy the ones with the Harley Davidson logo on them. Those boots, those boots really, you know, I'm not saying anything bad about Red Wings, but we've got these Harley-Davidson boots that are made in China that are $248 that have a little buckle on the side and an eagle. And I think those would be safer for you.
2: And then we're going to walk you to a Buell blast.
0: When? When was that? Ten years Okay, ten year, yeah. because for the, last, for the last ever, Harley-Davidson has been using... Instead of a $30 program, Ooh. MSF program, 30 bucks, it's now over 300 oh, no, bucks. it's always been 300. So you can get the special Harley Davidson sales opportunity. Uh, the, marketing, uh, the marketing session. <laughs>
1: the buy, buying opportunity. Captive audience. Captive yeah,
0: audience, yeah. oh, yeah. timeshare, et cetera. But the difference is the timeshare gives me a free breakfast and a night in the hotel. The Harley thing is you've spent $300 because the MSF class was full or at least projected full out until October. Yeah. So now you're going to spend 300. So you can go and get the MSF class at your Harley dealer, suffer through a sales pitch, ride their street 500 or ride their street, you know, honestly this, right. But not ride a rebel 200, not ride a rebel 300. I'm sorry. Rebel three, two fifty or rebel 300, not ride a TU 250, not ride a GZ 250. You're going to ride a fucking eight years ago. You'd ride a street 500. Now, Apparently, now you're going to be riding
2: this QJ. They couldn't even call it the XR338.
0: No, no, it's a 338R. Right. And that's, so as the guy that, I want everyone to have a good experience. I want a new rider to go in and get a piece of equipment that kind of fits them. This is not a one-size-fits-all motorcycle. It just isn't. And I also feel like if you're going to make me suffer through a sales pitch just to get my certificate... Then it should be a fucking cool motorcycle, and this isn't a cool motorcycle. They could have had the cool motorcycle, but it would have cost them an extra thirteen hundred bucks per unit.
1: Like, is that a production? Like that plastic looks. And I'm not so. This is a production
0: it. motorcycle. Yes, yes, it is. It's a production motorcycle that Harley Davidson will be selling in the Asian markets, not in the USA.
1: But I mean, is that picture of a produ- Like, is that plastic looks prototyped or really? shit? we can
0: do better. We can do a better picture.
2: Like I have net like. Man, it's even, a terrible even the, even the Benelli version looks better.
0: It does. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was oh, going to say, better.
1: yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, way yeah, way better. Like, yeah, the frame and stuff don't look bad. It's the body work doesn't, it's... It's like they just stuck a flat track bike onto something else. You can buy a better fiberglass flat
2: tracker seat than that. Problem is, none (laughs) of the angles match up. No.
3: Right. Right. The bottom of the tank is a different angle than the bottom of the seat. Yeah. There's not one angle. They're all just a bunch of angles. How do we do this as
2: cheaply as possible? It looks like all the bodywork is floating above the frame.
1: That's, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. It looks like, yeah, it looks like you you had those little like 12 scale models and you start (laughs) fucking with them and you put the body of this one on that one and all. Yeah, it doesn't look right at all, man.
0: So the problem was they had to make, they had to make the actual production item look as much like the artist renderings as they possibly could.
2: Was the artist stoned?
0: Well, no, but I want you to look at this. (laughs) Unfortunately, no. Right. Unfortunately, (laughs) no. That's fair. Okay. So this is a production unit. Okay. So that's a production unit.
1: That looks a little bit better than that other
2: It's
0: just a different angle. It's the same bike, different angle. Slightly different angle.
2: And different lighting.
0: Yes. Different lighting means a big deal, too. But you can still see that weird. The angles are
1: still all wrong. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You can still see the weird. You know, the weird mutant angle on the gas tank. There's a lot of things with this motorcycle that are not as attractive as the bike we got to ride today.
1: Well, and look uh, at that black thing underneath the white part of the seat. It's like what are they trying to hide? It's everything a big plastic. Steve, tank. they're trying to
0: hide everything. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know what it is on the Benelli when we had the, the TNT three hundred? Hmm. What that is on the Benelli is air. Right. it's makes It's Like a lattice yeah. frame it's and air. stuff in there. It's showing you the most beautiful lattice welded frame. Yeah. And on the Benelli. The Benelli TNT 300, they painted it a contrasting color. So the whole frame caught your eye. And when you look at the TNT 135s, the frame is a contrasting color. It catches your eye and says, look, there's craftsmanship there. Like somebody took the time to make a trellis frame as opposed to just stamped sheet metal, right, or whatever. Um, So, yeah, I really do feel like even when you take a look at the bike from a professional photograph that harley-davidson wants to sell its product this is this is what that is right that's the picture it's not that great of a bike it's not that great looking of a bike um, if you go to the orange one which is the harliest of all of them now the black triangle under the seat helps hide things right but it still is a strange weird black triangle under the seat I, it's less offensive when you look at the bike in orange because we're trained to associate orange with harley-davidson But you notice the gas tank seam that managed to come back? Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of fucked up. Uh, Anyway, you know, here we go. We said we were leaving it. We didn't leave it, but we're going to leave it. I swear, I promise you. Uh, Anybody have... uh, Some things have happened since last we talked. (laughs) I have a Coleman now.
2: Yeah. I have
0: a proper fucking Coleman.
2: I have a Coleman now. And you have a
3: Coleman now. (laughs) This might be my last year for mid-Ohio. I don't know. (laughs) John. If this is the the way the future
0: looks, I don't know.
2: Eh.
0: (laughs) Fuck's sake. (laughs) Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, for fuck's sake. No way. No no way. I bought it simply on a whim because the idea was like, let's see. It did. It it arrived in three days. Oh yeah. And what's its name now? U-Haul. Yes, it is U-Haul. It's orange and white, just like U-Haul truck.
1: Had
2: had I made the good decision to ride it?
0: Yeah, yeah. uh, (laughs) You wouldn't be hurt right now. I wouldn't be hurt right now. Did 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 but I also
2: uh, wouldn't have brought home the gold. Did John tell you how it came about?
0: (laughs) What's it?
1: So me and John were sitting there just enjoying our time, yeah. And this woman came up and she goes, "What did she say?" To she goes, "Whose bike is that, or something?" Right? What'd you do? Rent that from U-Haul? <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so we all started losing it. And she goes, "If you don't call it U-Haul, you should." <laughs> oh, I've already got the oh, stickers yeah. on order. Oh yeah, yeah. but yeah. that's it. it. came organically, man. We didn't. Did. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent.
0: Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I couldn't figure out a way to make a a milk crate carrier on the back without, you know, making stanchions out of metal yeah. and stuff. And cause it's a rigid. And so I was got, I looked at it, I was in my garage and I keep looking at it and it's got that weird humpback frame, right? Mm-hmm. It's got that super weird humpback frame. And I was like, that's good. Something I can do. And I kept looking at it. And I was like, Oh, son of a bitch. I can just cantilever. I can cantilever something off of the, the backbone of the bike. What is a good material? Three quarter inch plywood, three quarter inch plywood, Fucking ah oh man, that's the shit. So I just in my in my garage at one o'clock in the morning, door closed, so I wouldn't wake up the neighbors. Uh-huh. Got out the Ryobi, my first tool set, and I got the saws all going. I got the circular saw going. I'm ship ship ship. I didn't measure one fucking thing. At <laughs> no point did I threaten anything with a tape measure. Everything was eyeballed and pencil. And I eyeballed it, I cut the little grooves out, I slid that some bitch in, and I jumped up, I sat on I put my entire body weight, smashed it on the rigid back end, couldn't break it. I was like, "Fuck, yeah, now you might think, are you going to put some screws in that and hold it there? You might think that
4: uh-huh.
0: I had to, well, I had to put the seat back on, so I needed all new hardware because the seat's now an inch higher than a three quarters of an inch higher than it should be that's okay because the seat was too low anyway. <laughs> I got orange ratchet straps. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Orange ratchet straps are so strong. And so my milk crate is held on with orange ratchet straps. So if you need to take the milk crate off, so you can sup, you know, if you got to get that girl back to your tent and you got nowhere to put her unless you're Oscar, in which case Oscar and Sarah were two up on that bitch.
2: They were? Yeah.
0: I was shocked. And it wasn't like she wrote it one time and said, fuck you. I'm never doing that again. Mm-hmm. I saw them two up on the U-Haul bike. More than once. It's fucking crazy, man. I saw, <laughs> he, won the, he won the wheelie
3: contest. He went almost twelve o'clock. I saw it. Yeah, that. yeah. I got video of Thank that. Thank God.
0: Thank God there was video of that.
2: Yeah, yeah. He went high. He he was working on that pretty hard too. Like he was trying to figure out exactly where where, the, where that clutch hit. It,
0: it he got it figured out. Yeah. Um now I'm not gonna do much to mine. I'm gonna bend the tab over on the throttle regulator. Pretty much, just that, and that's how it's going to go to Mid Ohio. It is meant to do two things: get you to the shitter, and to bring back a small amount of purchases. <laughs> that's it.
3: I predict it will be taken over rather quickly by somebody from California. I think
0: you're probably right. I, I'm completely it will be yeah. I'm completely. You're
2: like, where did you all? bike? if my clutch wasn't sketchy, I'd just leave it the hell alone myself. But it's yeah. it's on the way out, so.
0: It's so, it's so easy to ride. Oh, yeah. It's just what it is. It's the perfect bike that you can literally say, you know what? You're kind of a fuck up. Take the Coleman. Just take the Coleman. I don't trust you on anything I care about. Take the Coleman. Because the Coleman really is, it's exactly what it needs to be. It's a toy, but it's not child sized. It's been amplified to be chubby guy sized. And it actually works for transporting chubby guys around band camp.
1: And it's uh, got boingers in the front. You know
0: what I mean?
1: <laughs> well, they're not forks. They're just boingers, yeah. but, but still, <laughs> it takes some of the bumps out of the road. So, I mean, it is cool in that regard. That is, well. That's
0: true. There's no but fluid like, in there, but they're like
3: forged steel
0: triple trees that
1: are
3: yeah. pretty, not the plate metal. Fucking. Right. Yep. Oh,
0: at no point. Uh, okay. The welds are crap Mm-hmm. There's not a good weld on that bike. But the good news is every bad weld has four bad welds next to it. <laughs> so it's winning, right? Four bad welds is better than one good weld.
1: But it is amazing compared to a rigid, rigid. Yeah. How much is little, that little suspension up
2: front. 10 PSI.
1: It makes a lot
0: of oh, yeah, no, 10 PSI. You're
1: basically driving on balloons.
0: It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I rode it around. I was like, this is totally.
2: It'll be interesting to see what it does in
3: some
4: mud.
0: Yes. I want to see legitimate fuck you mud. Go ahead.
1: Uh, add it to the cart.
0: Right. But, I'm I'm gonna not, add, not, we're we're uh, going to add you mud. You got
1: it there, though, man. If you can figure out the, the governor, you got another 15, 20 miles an hour in that sucker. Just wait, well, oh.
0: there's no shortage of videos you can watch. Oh yeah, no, and this
1: is a, this is a rabbit hole. You
2: it's just a, just a really bad
0: rabbit hole. Yeah, it's a really really bad How rabbit hole. About
2: thousand dollars, you can make seventy mile an hour with just a rear drum break?
0: <laughs> Do you want to give you an idea of what an infectious thing this thing is for like <laughs> old white men? There's like nine thousand hours of YouTube content of people just this right. Yep. People just doing this stupid thing, but because there are. The same guys who do the Gambler 500 stop in the middle of the Gambler 500, bust out their minibikes, yep. and do a Gambler 100, yep. which is five miles of bad road, all gravel, grass, ruts, shit, and you got to do 20 laps. But it's like two, three guys on a team. Mm-hmm. And it's got to be a minibike. bike. can't be your motorcycle. It can't be anything that was properly built to do what it's meant to do in the spirit of Gambler. So Dr. Waters, who doesn't like watching television at all, she became addicted to watching the Gambler 100 Mini Bike race. And she started spotting it. She's being like, oh, that guy's got the ghost motor. I was like, how the fuck do you know what a ghost motor is? She started picking up on what the guys were running because she pays attention. And she's like, oh, you know, she goes, that guy, like, if you're going to do it, you got to have rear suspension and you got to have a front brake. Here's Dr. Waters. <laughs> <laughs> she's watching it. And she's critiquing it.
3: The front brake would probably be...
0: Look, I'm never saying that a front brake is super important in the dirt. That's not what I'm saying. But there are moments where it's really fucking important in the dirt. And I think that this thing, having only the rear brake, and not a lot of rear brake authority at that, it wouldn't hurt to have a little more. (laughs) Maybe like a, a front brake lever that was like, don't ever use this.
3: I mean, it could be a stupid hub break. It could or, be. Know, I mean, yeah, a, be. Yeah, just a- yeah,
0: yeah, something chill, something very, very relaxed.
1: Well, if you got a sneaker, <clears throat> you got a front brake. If you got a sneaker. <laughs> a steel shoe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: But watching people who are adept at using these that are like, you know, just throw the throttle wide open and just do a U-turn in your own length, you know, kind of thing, like change direction clearly these are loads of fun and i was riding it around having loads of fun on it and i didn't think it'd make it up the hill climb at band camp but it made it right up to hill climb oh, yeah. at band camp it was no problem so yeah,
3: that's not even varied it's just a jack shaft.
0: it's a jack shaft yeah it's a jack shaft it's just it is the most basic form of how you move you know, like five horsepower to the back wheels right um yeah anyway it's stupid I mean, um, if
3: you get it to the point of Bruce's Super Bronc, which had the eight horsepower with the variator. I rode that. That thing got stupid.
0: It got stupid, but it was also very hard to turn. Yeah. So the, I. The
3: tires were way too big.
0: You know? The tires yeah. were way too big and they were square cut. Yeah. Whereas this thing they turns. Were yeah, this thing turns like a dream. Yeah. This is like power steering. It's so... It, the lock, the lock.
3: You're going to have to do... You're going to have to cut the nubs off or something like that,
0: maybe. I'm surprised they're not cut off already.
3: Right. What, what, what were you doing the whole time? Right. I was sur-
0: I'm surprised you didn't just grab the handlebars and go, <laughs> broken, broken. Because I think they're castings. They, they look are? like castings. Yeah. That probably come off pretty quick. So anyway, yeah, but, we got um, we're to saw for that.
1: I did uh, some product testing at Bandcamp. Yeah. Van Camp. Uh, I put another 740,000 hours on the SSR.
0: I know you did. And
1: it's still running. And the okay. only thing that beat me was a fucking Lambretta. A 200cc Lambretta was the only thing. Oh, that that's got. not a
0: 200. That's a 215. Okay, 215. And it's in the neighborhood of 32 horsepowers. Yeah, because yeah. we'd,
1: we'd hit this straight as the gone. only dude yeah. that could. Well, no. Yeah. And I kept all the oh, way did? up until
0: he'd hit the pipe. I watched it. Yeah, I watched a couple of he them. He
1: hit the pipe. <laughs> like, we'd be like, whoa, And he'd go, what? And it'd just pull yeah. away when he hit the pipe. Did fucking you see him pipe. crash?
0: No. Okay, so the green bike, yeah. our friend Ian, who's working through some rage issues. <laughs> for a Canadian, that's something, right? So this is a bike that used to be our friend Chad Seville's bike. Okay. And it was called, uh, he, he'd asked for the license plate, Illinois license plate. He wanted S-T-R-Y-C-9, Sttric9. Mm. That's a pretty cool fucking vanity plate. Yeah, all
4: right.
0: So, but they couldn't give him the nine. So they gave him strike three. So instead of saying strict nine, it said strike three, Strike three. And we're like, Oh, you missed it by that much. Yeah, right. But anyway, it's a shit hot bike. I mean, it's a, it's, you know, it's what we call a TS1 kit. It's all the stuff. It's a, it's about as stretched out as a 215 two stroke can go. So Ian's going hell bent for lever between turn four and turn one, right in front of the grandstands, right in front of the fucking red barn. And I see him way too late in the run decide to put air under his front tire. So he he did. And, he, and the front wheel came about a foot off the ground. And it was a beautiful <laughs> power-controlled wheelie. On grass.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Not knobbies. On grass. And I was like, wow, a wheelie on grass. Dry grass, but grass. And I was like, hmm. That concrete cinder block cabin is getting very big to him right now. Mm
4: -hmm.
0: And it kept getting big. And it got so big that he decided that he had to use his front brake. And when he used his front brake, (laughs) he went into a low side that lasted exactly one nanosecond and then turned into a high side. So the bike low sided on the grass and we're like, yay! And then all of a sudden the bike went, fuck you! And then it just tumbled. (laughs)
4: Uh.
0: But... The bike landed like a, like a big shark jumping in the water. Mm-hmm. It kind of did that like flop on its side. So nothing really got super fucked up. And he hit the ground at, I'm going to say conservatively 40. Mm. But he hit the ground and he just like ninja rolled like a son of a bitch. And he got up so quick that our buddy um, was following him on his hot rod lumbretta and was like, I'm going to hit him. And so he accidentally touched his front brake because he has no rear brake because that's a great idea for running around the grass and no functional rear brake. So he hit it. And when he hit his back brake or he hit his front brake, his front back, his front end decided to go deep sea diving too. And so his bike got a lot shorter. And so he laid it down. He low sided. So it was like crash, sympathy crash. And so I was like, what the fuck? And they both jumped right up because they're both heroes. Yeah. Jumped there, up, kickstarted their bikes, hauled assed again.
1: There was a dude that was it was chasing me. He he was camped over there, and he had a green, like, whatever, uh, Vespa something. And uh, we, we were, had about five good laps. And, mm. But I could tell, same thing, right in front of the barn, heading into that tight turn.
0: Did you race Dan on his bajaj?
1: Oh, yeah. Me and Dan <laughs> had some good laps. I, saw, uh, I yeah. saw
0: you guys out there one time, and... I've never seen anybody leaning a bike over as far
4: <laughs>
0: at bandcamp camp yeah. as you were on the SSR.
4: Because
0: <laughs> you were like, I was scary how leaned over you were. I was in fourth gear, dude. You were flying. <laughs> yes. But what made me more impressed with you being on a pit bike, yeah. leaned over using 100% of your knobbies, <laughs> right. was Dan... Right. On a fucking bajaj, <laughs> leaned over just as far as you were oh, yeah. and kid and reeling you in on the corner. Oh yeah. Dude. And I was like, what the fuck is going oh, on here? Some of
1: these dudes they can ride the scoots, man. They were they were on it. There was a long haired dude that was like a gorilla. He's yeah. a big
0: a kid. a very big dude, but that he's on that GTS. Can, yeah, he was hauling He's about ass. seven foot one. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But he was hauling ass. He was man. going about a hundred. Yeah. yeah. That was good, yeah, man. Yeah. But the one dude we were going in, like, two through the apps, and then I kept pulling him on that thing in front of the barn. Yeah. And then I'd break really late because yep. SSR is great breaks.
0: It's great breaks, yeah.
1: So yeah. I'm, I'm breaking out. I looked really hard to make sure nobody was there and I cut in. You cut in. And then right behind that, it's here. <laughs> and you see that dude just like <sighs> sliding down the grass, you know? I was like, oh. Ouch. Yeah, it looked like he was in control, so I just kept going. It
4: looked like he was in control. No, no. If you
1: crash in turn one, wait, you wait, get. T- and, Tom, oh, yeah. and Tom won rally asshole?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I
4: know,
3: I Look, it's this
0: guy's. He's, Sleepy's out there showing a guy and chopping a wheel. Right. Here, at wait, band wait, do you need
4: this? <laughs> do you need the award? No, no, I'm good, man. <laughs> hey,
0: that's the that's the vicious thing about it. I'll go as fast as I can from turn. I'll go as fast as I can from turn two to turn three. Right. Yeah. And that's yep. how Tom that's yep. how Tom fell down. He's yep. going too fast. Turn you turn can,
2: three will get its blood. You it can go so fast. Blood.
0: You can carry so much speed through turn three. Yep. You just gotta slow down for four. Yep. But the problem is turn one has not, no forgiveness oh, because no. the rundown zone is a porch yep. and a cinder block well, they, building. They
2: put hay bales down there. Yeah. Usually oh, yeah. it's
0: muddy as shit. That's well, so yeah. I don't know if you know this, but for years and years and years, what we would do is we would take 55-gallon drums of water that were trash cans and we'd fill them with water and then we would intentionally dump water in one. So guys would intentionally dump water in one to make the ter- the race more interesting. Yeah. Because like the rest of the whole thing it would be dry grass if we were lucky and didn't get any rain that year. But turn one would be a shit show. But you would know to take it easy through one because it's like a chicane you have to take it easy through there otherwise you could cook it right into a cinder block building which people have done yeah. and the building does not forgive you it, yeah, it's it just gonna move it just kills you well, yeah. it's, like, it's my, been there a few years it has been there basically <laughs> a lot of people have hit that building they were yeah. probably built
1: right. in the 50s when they were yeah. cabin slash bomb
0: shelter i think you're right <laughs> <Yeah>. Everything's <laughs> had like a civil defense marker yeah, above it yeah, yeah. no kids it's okay it's, duck and cover yeah. right what do we do for what do we do for an air raid silent? Same thing we do for a tornado. <laughs> yeah. Kiss your ass goodbye. Yeah. But the that's where I think that the silly thing about the Coleman was I brought the Coleman out to band camp because I was like it, it can't get hurt. But I also brought the TW two hundred, which then was like dangling candy in front of all of these people. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> everybody was like, I'm gonna fuck her.
4: <laughs>
0: everybody. Anywhere I rode that thing, they were like can I get a ride on your bike? I'm oh, like, yeah. eh. John had to deal with that all day
1: before you got there. Yeah. You were working. Well, when
0: I left, I gave the keys to John. And John was like, well, Oscar doesn't really have a bike here. So I delegated the keys to Oscar. Because, you know, hey, it's good to have a bike at band mm-hmm. But I'm going to be gone at work all day for the next 12 hours, you know? And uh, so when I came back, I was actually surprised to see that because I took the mirrors off ahead of time because I'm not stupid. <laughs> I took the mirrors off ahead of time. I was like, those shits, that's going to broke. That'll get broken if we're just even, even being irresponsible. Right. But I was surprised that the TW200 was not harmed. No. No. And it was ridden. No, I years. was like my friend Shannon. She was like, oh, yeah, I got to ride it. It was exactly yeah. what I thought it was going to be. Yep. Yep. It's same. It's exactly like the one I had 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is cool. Um, and it does, it, that thing does band camp perfectly too. There are perfect Bandcamp camp vehicles. Mm-hmm. Your SSR, definitely. Won't. thank God you put the new exhaust on it. Yeah. Because yeah. if your exhaust had the stock pipe on it, people would have fucking hated you. I know. <laughs> because there's a thing about band camper. it's like, yeah, we want you to be fun and have a good time and be silly, but if you annoy us, yeah, right. we're going to throw full beers at you. Yeah. And that thing was just, it sounded perfect yeah it's good yeah i don't think you could get it's me dumbass knock on wood i don't think you could dial that ss in it or in any better
1: no it's good i just i'm gonna do an oil change on it yeah i I have to have 600 hours on that thing or something it's ridiculous ridiculous how good that bike is yeah
0: it is ridiculous how how good that fucking bike is yeah because i know last year at ama vintage days nobody did it any favors no it just got ripped and ripped and ripped
1: and ripped. Uh, and ripped yeah, ripped. all yeah. Of these bikes have been ridden. Yeah. Like, unbelievable. So hard.
0: Not mine. Barely ridden at all. Yeah. yeah well. well, so tell us about your latest mini bike project. Okay, so. Because it's fucking cool. Yeah, so this is what happened. <laughs> tell us the story of how you got. Because I didn't think you were supposed to be buying bikes right now. No, I'm
1: not.
3: For the record, I purposely didn't hit you with a Roman candle.
0: Okay. Oh. oh. <laughs> I wasn't trying. Yeah, now yeah, that's no. where Turn 3 got a little sketchy yeah, this with year. The fireworks. Was, turn 3 was definitely, there were some sand people in the corner of Turn 3. Yeah, the Tuscan Raiders were in full force. There was no limit to the Roman candles and bombs and mortars and shit. So what's your bike called?
1: Well, first of all, so yeah. I didn't want to rush the Van Van. It's coming along pretty well. And right. so we started making the design for the motor mounts, which is leading to some frame modification to make it really fucking cool. So All I'm right. like I'm not rushing that. I'm no. not going to do it in a month. Whatever, no. stretch it out. So I went back and forth, did some things. Amy, <laughs> Amy got into chickens, and so she's used some money for chicken stuff. And I got mad, so I had to buy something. So <laughs> I I've been this thing caught my eye several times, and then when I saw the colors available, I've always wanted to do a Johnny Player special yeah, kind right. of thing. Yeah. So the B- Buscadero, it's a B-U-S-C-A-D-E-R-O. All right. Um, at one forty. Oh yeah. yeah. Wait, wait, yeah. wait,
0: wait, wait. Back up. What, what exactly do vegans do with chickens?
1: They're her pets, dude. She names them, kisses them, loves them. Yeah, yeah, and they poop on her. That's 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 what she's into. Eat the bugs. So this thing, basically,
0: yeah, can, I mean, eat the chick. Eat like look. I way I look at a chicken is like egg a day I, yeah, for a couple of months, and then a chicken dinner. It's, well, I tried to name
1: all the chickens Patty and Dinner and stuff. She wouldn't
0: have it. Hey, Nugget, how
4: you doing?
1: Right, but yeah. So this thing's been—it's been rattling around. I watched all sure, the stuff yeah. and like that, and they kind of went into it pretty cool. So like, it's—it's it's a typical pit bike, but it's pretty high-end pit bike. And then they designed a vintage-looking body kit. They and sure did. With the most important thing, the seat. It has a proper old school padded fucking loaf of bread seat like a fucking motorcycle should have. Right. And so that seat caused me to spend money.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It does look like a trail bike.
1: It's proper, man. It looks
4: legit. And there's a
1: headlight that's buried in the fucking number plate and a taillight. And then so when I saw that black and white one, it got my motors turning and so I had to do my thing. So I've got it all pinstriped out, and I'm cutting uh, uh, Johnny Player special fucking stickers right mm-hmm. now. And so I'm doing a Johnny Player edition yeah. fucking or what like. they call
0: John Player. Yeah, John. right. His right. right. Johnny Player is yeah, his cousin. Yeah. yeah,
1: he's like he's in the right. south.
0: Johnny Walker, Johnny yeah. Player. It's yeah, fine. Paycheck. Right. Yeah, it's a guy who smokes and drinks. He's the Johnny player. <laughs> right. So, but yeah. But it's the
1: iconic black, gold, and, you know. Yeah. Thing. It's a
0: cool bike, man. It's a super cool looking bike. Well, and the header pipe's all cool looking. Everything like, about
1: it, it sounds fucking yeah. mean. It's deep and thumpy. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And it's semi automatic, which I wasn't stoked about. But uh, I'm like, whatever. It's actually going to be good for Mid Ohio. Right. Yeah. So, I'm in the front yard kind of tuning it up, rolling it around. You crack the throttle in second gear, and that sucker will like it's we- game on, really like easily. So yeah,
0: six month parts warranty. Yeah, twenty four hundred dollars. Yeah, right. Kind of cool. I love yeah, it. Kind of cool. I love. I'm not Did mad you say about it
1: electric start.
0: Electric start. No way. No kicking. No anything. Get the fuck out of here. Wooppa.
1: starting, ready to go. Old man's. Is it loud or quiet? It's quiet. It's 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 uh, deep. It's a real deep. Good tone. Yeah, really good tone. Like everything about this bike, you guys will see it. Yeah. Um, It's not a typical pit bike. It's kind of like a Benelli. It's like, it's the Benelli
0: level quality. I mean, look at the forks. Yeah. Like it looks like, I'm going to say this. I'll use the term. It looks the business.
1: Right. And uh, the forks and the rear shock are completely adjustable for dampening, everything like that. And they come with a 220-pound spring for the back. So it's not a kid's... It's well, they come
0: preloaded, by the
1: Yes. Oh. So they come for
0: dudes. Okay. Question. Are we just going to have to goddamn admit that we're buying everything from China from now on?
1: Yeah. Fuck, 100%.
0: man. I didn't want to say that. Dude, I really didn't want to say that. The
1: quality of this is fucking ridiculous, dude. It beats...
0: <sighs> Love it. Yeah, I get that. And even the badges are badass. Yeah. Like the emblems on it are good. Damn it! God damn it! Why they have to be? Why they have to catch up? I don't know. The plastic even it's not like,
3: as good as my GT seventy, as long as we don't race.
1: <laughs> <laughs> finally, finally, the plastic. Yeah. The plastic is malleable. Like, well, that's the SSR. Twist. The SSR, yeah. you can
0: twist the plastic all the way around. Right. That's it the. Finally got that. That's my test for any Chinese bike: is I grab a handful of whatever plastics on it, and if it sounds like you know, fuck you, yeah, get out of here, because all that stuff. We've had, some, we've had some horrible bikes come through, and I was just like, the plastic on here is so brittle, putting the fender on will break the fender. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so that's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, it's too bad. Um, yeah, I mean... Well, well,
1: it, so this company, so I did, before I bought the thing, I did do some research just uh-huh. to make sure it wasn't yeah. just some guy or whatever. So it is part of the GPX right. um, series of bikes who have been around for quite a while and had a mm-hmm. really good reputation. And so they have the history and they have the part support and things like that. So that's why I was like, okay. I'm it gonna...
0: looks good. It even like, has, like, they even did the good. little yellow stickers like the old yeah. Fenders had. Yep. It looks good. Yeah, dude. Here's my question. Okay. If this motorcycle that you bought, mm-hmm. if this motorcycle is made by Honda in Thailand or China or wherever, Honda decided to build it, but it said Honda on the side of the tank. All right. If this motorcycle was made by Honda, 140 cc's, off-road use only like it is, and it costs $3,300, which is $1,000 more. But more importantly, it's like like 45% more money, right? If it was made by Honda, because if you look at Honda's pricing structure for their monkey, if their Grom... uh, the Dax, like all those stuff that Honda does. If Honda did this exact motorcycle, like it is right here in this picture, vintage as fuck. And they did this motorcycle, the Buscadero, but they did it for thirty three ninety nine, which is right where Honda would price it. Would you buy the Honda or would you buy this? I mean, would the Honda have a title though? That's the fucking good. That's a goddamn good question. So Honda, I mean, all the little Hondas. All the Honda things we're talking about all have titles. They, have titles. they all have Street titles. Left. Would it be worth a thousand bucks to have a title on this bike? Let's do that. Let's keep the playing field even. Because we know that we know that a lot of the small Hondas are made in China, right? The
3: bike is still made in
0: Japan. Well, that's the thing is so. That,
3: and that's what you can tell. When
0: Groms you're are Groms are a Grom. And that was what I joked about with my Super Cub. My Super Cub is made in Japan, and you can tell when you ride it, it feels different than the Hunter Cub. The Hunter Cub felt, mm. the Super Cub feels like a goddamn jewel, right? The Super Cub feels lovingly crafted. The, the paint, everything on the Super Cub is better than on the Hunter Cub was. The Hunter Cub had a trick, and that was it was a Trail 110, 125, right? So this motorcycle, if this was a 1,000 bucks more, title proper lighting rig which buy it?
2: well here's the other question yeah cuz this is the BSX 140 yeah yeah and yeah. retail what's the retail I can't quite see it
0: 23.99
2: so the CRF 110F is
0: 26.99 oh okay well that's so a,
2: it's completely different it's a look. totally
0: different animal
2: but mm-hmm. this is basically a CRF it is it's, One it's the lay
0: down motor yeah. it's the hot rod it's a hot rodded lay down and motor that's the question is but can, the CRF has the doesn't the CRF have bigger wheels doesn't the CRF oh yeah
2: yeah these are those look more uh They're
1: 12 and 14
0: yeah I was gonna say these are 12 and 14s yeah. right so doesn't the CRF run bigger or is it 12 and 14 too that's a good comparison
1: I mean, honestly, when you see this stuff, like, I'd probably take this bike. Um, right. 14 and 12.
0: Same, same. Yeah. Okay, okay so, so it's… Your swing arm looks pretty… It looks fantastic. It literally is. just
2: looks like a… To me, it looks like a CRF 110 stripped down with a with a different plastic side. And so
3: you can do wheelies because
1: it's not stretched like the S's. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. it definitely comes yeah. up. But I'm more than yeah. that… I mean, like when you look at the quality of the brakes and so like, I, listen, yeah. I went into it not even thinking it was going to be that great. I yeah. just was I you know me, I get stuck on a look and I'm fucked.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so like, I No, aesthetically, like, this thing would look really good yeah. on the back of my truck or on the, on the back of my camper, on the back of my van
1: or
2: rolling around middle Ohio. Exactly. <laughs> right. It's <laughs> a cool little yeah. bike, man. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's, yeah. This is a spine. That's a spine frame versus the, uh, almost modular. Frame modular. Frame right. Frame. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's not, not that. And how, far. what's the
0: price on the CRF? 27 Fuck man, fuck. Oh, that's, that's a tricky bit. And the CRF's not street legal either. No, no, no. I gotta go with this. This is sexy. <laughs> this is sexier when you than a CRF. see a fit and finish. I will well, give the CRF
1: is not electric start.
0: Might not have, oh. might not have a headlight. Okay, now, oh, no, now, shit.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh there, no! Well, fuck. see, that's
1: the thing. So, but this was my whole point was a mid Ohio thing because that's why I wanted the headlight and tail light, just like I put on my other bike.
0: That yeah. silver fake aluminum gas tank?
1: <laughs> it's not. It's real. It's it's. It, that's the gas tank. It's a metal tank.
0: No, but I'm <laughs> saying the the one that's painted look like it's a. a oh, it looks oh, like yeah. an OSA. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm not, yeah, it looks like an OSA. Uh, no, the tank's it.
1: pretty cute, man. I it's was, very cute. Yeah, I
0: mean, the whole bike big? is cute. I might have to get it in the red and white color livery just because that makes me feel good. Oh, dude! It's like a little baby Yamaha XT. The little okay. I let me put it this way. Look at that thing. None man. of
1: it's bullshit either. Like like the grab rail behind the seat.
0: That's really? Hard, is that
1: that's hard mounted with two fucking bolts on each side to really? the thing with six millimeters threads. You can pick that whole bike up with that fucking grab rail. Oh. Like I mean, it's they. It's no joke. The muffler hanger. Yeah. Is a machine piece of aluminum. It's not the typical rubber thing. Really? It's, oh, dude! Everything on this bike is <sighs> it's tight.
0: Man damn
1: oil cooler stock
0: i gotta say yeah it's sexy as fuck buscadero that's a that's a mini bike that's a proper sexy little mini bike oh yeah and it does have discs front and rear it's all properly like it's a cool little bike
1: it's it's man it's good
0: that's cool i'm glad you got it i'm glad you got it i'm glad i'm gonna sneak a ride on it in ohio <laughs> of course yeah yeah for real yeah, that's a sexy little bike.
1: And even when we break our legs, you can still ride it because it's electric start.
0: Electric start. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool, man.
3: I bought something last week. Oh, John, what'd you
0: get last week, buddy?
3: It's not a two-wheeler. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I bought a 1988 TRX 300 two-wheel drive.
0: I didn't even know they made that.
3: It's just like the four-wheel drive.
0: It's a 200, though.
3: 300.
0: Okay, I was going to say.
3: 88, 300, two, TRX 300 4-tracks. Yeah. Only two of those tracks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a 4-tracks, but it's not a 4-tracks. It's, well, it's a 4-tracks that got LASIK.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's a 4-tracks, 2-tracks. That one there, with the, it has the front and rear rack. It does have, I was going to say, if you're going to have a 4-tracks, you have to have the racks. Because that is the most utilitarian shit in the world. You probably saved yourself a lot of complication by getting the two-wheel driver.
3: There is sort of a, well, you know, well, considering the rear ends usually blow out of them, this one seems to have a rear end in it.
4: Okay, like all right.
3: Like, when you put it in neutral, it rolls. When you put it in gear, it doesn't. So that's a good
1: thing. <laughs> um, I take it this wasn't just running and purring away when you bought it?
3: No, it sat outside for a long time, and it's been ridden hard and put away with Oh, really? Yeah. I wait. How many shekels paid for it? How many
1: shekels did you drop? A hundred bucks. (laughs) A hundred dollars
0: before Mid Ohio. Well done.
1: Wow, fifty cents or no? What uh, forty cents? I'm going
0: to say I see you doing very well at Mid Ohio with this vehicle. Yeah, Yeah, if you can make it run reliably before Mid Ohio, you're going to have a great time. I
3: threw a jump box on it. It turns over really nice. It's making a nice thump. Like I think the motor's going to be pretty good. Oh, and indications are that it lost spark. Because I was like, oh well, I threw, some, I just splashed some gas, yeah. With oil, air filter, I'm like right. Let's See if it'll fire. No, nothing. nothing. Like,
0: Not oh, even right. a chuff.
3: And I'm like, well, they're, oh, spark plug boots off.
0: Oh yeah, okay.
3: Put it on, did nothing. Somebody's crazy. been
0: dicking around in there.
3: I got no spark, yeah. So I started pricing out. I know CDIs for Hondas are really expensive. Um, it's gonna probably cost me thirty dollars. I was gonna say. <laughs> for a new coil,
0: spark plug,
3: and a CDI. I was gonna
0: say. I don't think these are really
4: expensive. No, no. no.
3: If, I, right. if I want to spend another $38, I can get a new
0: carburetor, air filter, <gasps>
3: oil filter.
0: Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, I wouldn't even clean your old carb. I'm thinking, no. I man. would just fucking buy a new one, man. There's no way right. I would clean that carb.
3: $38? For $38? And it's not a, a, like a simple carb. It's a CV. It's a, like, yeah. I'm like, how do they do that? China. god damn it china i'm like reading the reviews it's four and a half over 4.7 stars
0: i have to bow to our chinese overlords right now this is just it i've put i threw this on my
3: 89 it runs perfectly it's uh, like like every review is like it's a great car
0: okay guys it was my fault i bought too much shit from china that's it it's a reason we can't have a country anymore i bought too much (laughs) shit from china you gave them the power I go like in my day to day life, I will literally buy stuff looking at the label where it's built. Merritt and I are very conscious about that. We try not to do that, but then every time a piece of fucking thing with two tires on it rolls into my shop lately, these days, fucking China, you know, I, I, it's, it's bad. I I have this weird, I I have guilt, but I also have desire. The guilt is being beaten up by the desire. I want to have these cool little weird things,
2: I um, had a conversation one time with a uh, longshoreman, retired in New Orleans. And he says, Man, I don't understand all this stuff coming from China. I don't know what happened back in the 80s and everything else. So I said, You're a longshoreman, right? He says, Yeah, what did you do? I was a crane operator. I said, Well, I said, You understand every time that General Motors or Ford or somebody else, UAW went on strike, right? Mm-hmm. He says, Yeah, so this is what happened. He says, well, we ended up offloading more Toyotas and Toyotas right. and Hondas. Yeah. I said, and y'all didn't go on a sympathetic strike and shut the shut the ports down, did you? He yeah. says, no. He says, that's what happened. Right. <laughs> Plain that's and simple. True. You could that's have true. shut the country down. You could have done everything in your power to, to make sure that the Japanese didn't gain ground. Because the Japanese is what, what happened. Oh, well, sure. Yeah. Kick the door. But then we would have had horrible cars from Chrysler, Ford. And, yeah. and
0: <laughs> How long would we have had the, K car. the Dodge K-Car? Yeah. If it were not for Toyota or Honda coming in, because I gotta say, without Toyota or Honda, because the K car was hand in glove with Volkswagen, because the first Dodge Omni's had Volkswagen powertrains in them, right? So the I don't car. think. What about the Cavalier? The I would old Escort. The oh my! I God. would argue
2: we had the Aries K because of Toyota. Because Chrysler was building the freaking Cordoba and those giant, massive, but they had no small cars. Yeah. They were bankrupt, and yeah. we had to bail them out, and they built the K car because of it. Yeah, yeah. That was kind of that was kind of chicken and egg thing. Okay. Yeah, I mean that, that makes sense. Front wheel drive. They bought and, out yeah. AMC, and AMC yeah. drug them way down.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true.
2: <laughs> but you wouldn't have had you know, Volkswagen made of, them
3: build an Omni.
2: I mean, Chevy was building the Chevette, and how horrible was that monster? Yeah, awesome
0: I agree with you.
2: And they yeah. only built the Chevette because of the Vega and they only mm-hmm. built the Vega because of Toyota Corona,
0: but the Vegas were pretty fucking awful
2: yeah I think
0: everybody that was alive during that period of but time that was, knows that, that most of the Vegas showed up broken
2: that was their moonshot
0: yeah
2: and so the got was, forty miles to the gallon
0: yeah. yeah they did yeah yeah
2: they were they were uh, and, but but that's the whole thing at no point because I, I had a really good conversation one time with, a, with, a, with an engineer whose job was troubleshooting back mm-hmm. in the 70s. Like, that was his job, was to try to figure out what was going wrong. He said, the guys at Buick did not see any future in, in cars from Toyota. Nobody wanted to buy a small car. And that's why Buick never built a small car until you got the freaking Sky- Omega and the Skylark. Right, right, yeah. And they said, they only... But what year those- was... I mean,
0: that was the... Wasn't that all reactionary that to gas prices, oh. right? Well, no, was- part
2: of that was Japanese, and part of it was gas hmm. prices.
0: Yeah, because I remember...
2: Because you, you already had. I didn't have
0: 80. eighty, right? Yeah, about seventy nine, eighty, there, right? Right. There was a
2: thing I saw recently that said that the other. Because was that, that
0: citation was like eighty, right? Yeah, seventy yeah. nine, eighty. Yeah.
2: There was a thing I saw recently that's. Um, the president of General Motors when the CVCC came out, not yeah. even the Civic. This is right. The right. CVCC,
0: CVCC, yeah, which yeah.
2: was their whole. And My
0: father in law had one. Yeah, yeah, right. Their
2: whole. If you ever did if you ever want to see a horrible nightmare of a vacuum tube, oh yeah. situation. Yeah. Look yeah. at look at a CVCC it's about a hundred feet, hundred feet, yeah it got great gas mileage yeah, it yeah. did not suffer for power yeah. it did what it was supposed to do no. now the the ceo of general motors laughed he said well we can't put that on our cars what was it honda yeah took like a, a freaking mega barge cadillac mm. back to japan put this system on it mm-hmm. not only was it more reliable it right. got more power right. and more mile, miles per gallon yeah
0: yeah but america didn't want to but do that we
2: did not want to innovate
0: but we have to turn that light and we have to aim that light over to motorcycles because in 1980, right in 1980, there was not this overwhelming sense of malaise that happened in the automotive industry where yes, we had this conversation the day about the dual overhead cam Hondas about how like the idea was that they were selling us this based on power because other competitors of theirs had gone to a dual overhead cam. Honda was late to the game. Suzuki had already had a dual overhead cam. Everybody had a dual overhead cam except for Honda.
3: But Honda had the technology. Honda was oh. Honda was building six yeah. cylinder dual overhead cam. like oh. a CBX
0: by nineteen seventy nine. Okay. Yeah, exactly. For a long time. So there was like there and was this weird. Honda had these amazing cutting edge. Um, what's that term? When you it's your it's your flagship product. It's this yeah. product that you're like it's in every magazine, but. For every one Honda CBX they sold, they sold how many of those fucking CM400Ts or whatever, right? That were pretty goddamn awful motorcycles and had that malaise spirit, right? Suzuki ran their GS450, which you have, which is fantastic. Gear shift indicator, dual overhead cam, revs out to fucking ever, and is kind of a cool looking bike. At the same time, they had a healthy range of the 550, the 850, the 1000, right? In that same window of time, when I honestly, if I look to the right and see what Honda had, Honda had the CBX, and then everything else kind of sucked in 79. Because Lord know the CB750 Custom wasn't doing anybody any favors, right? That thing was... Awful, you
2: also, you also have the CB900 Super Sport,
0: right? The so, the, right, the CB900 Super Sport, yeah. was or
1: the red and orange, or orange and
2: black.
0: yeah, I mean, they were cool. Then, I, I, I still don't like them, I still don't like the CB900Fs just because <laughs> to me that represents like,
2: and then you had the dual range CB900 custom,
0: which, yeah, which too. is terrible too, right? <laughs> but, but Suzuki was doing so well at that, but that then period the Night of time,
3: Hawk came and saved everything, the yep, Night
0: yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> How to how to build that CB six hundred and fifty <laughs> cheaper? <laughs> so I was like, let's take the bike that has hydraulically adjusted valves you know, and dumb it down.
2: You know, I thought about I've th- thought yeah. about a lot of this, and we're this is kind of off this off the tangent. Yeah, because we were talking about rebels earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to know what the fr- one of the first tubeless spoked rims was? What motorcycle had the first tubeless spoke rims, or one of well, wouldn't we it be wouldn't it
0: be something that was a with a, um, a Comstar? No, no spokes. Uh, maybe like a oh spokes with oh, yeah, tubes, like right? no think tubeless BMW, spokes. Think the BMW
2: GS, because the tubeless BMW spokes. has 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 had them for ages. So who had the There's first a Honda with it though. Tubeless spokes. Yep. You're gonna laugh when you hear this. What what were we, what were we talking about about 20 minutes ago?
0: I'm I'm I mean the I'm,
2: Honda Rebel 450. Oh, that has
0: weird fucking
2: spoke wheels. <laughs>
0: And it's not Comstars. No. no, but did there, they go to the center channel or did they go there out? There
2: was a there was a rib that runs the inside of the rib. Okay,
0: all right, and all right. it
2: connects to that. And I had this old dude ride it with that was one, a
0: the, fucking the um, Rebel 450 was a weird fucking bike. horrible
2: one. Horrible a word word that, weird with fucking the bike like flapping. Yeah, in the wind a and he weird in. I'm like, what in the heck? people
0: go bonkers for those fucking things and pay way too much money for them
2: because they only did it for like what six months. <laughs>
0: it was a super short run that nobody <laughs> wanted. And then, like, the people that have them now are like, oh, it's a Rebel 450. It's made of gold. But it's nothing special. I mean. But it,
2: it was hysterical to me that Honda went, because Honda went deep on the weirdest product.
0: They did. Yeah, they did. But, like, that's that time period, because I was the right age. I was the motorcycle-buying age, and those motorcycles were five or six years old at that time. Like, all those bikes from 79, 80, 81 yep. were affordable for me when I was, like, trying to buy a motorcycle. Yep. Honestly, I, I mean, <sighs> uh, Yamahas were, the 750 triple was, <sighs> it did not age well. It, it did not age well.
3: It was, it was plagued by bad carburetors.
0: It was plagued by bad carburetors. The TX500 couldn't yeah. keep the fucking oil in the top end. Yeah. It was just, there were not good motorcycles. There were motorcycles that honestly, we knew they were junk within five years. Actually, it was plagued by bad petcocks.
4: The vacuum petcocks in oh, a combination yeah. with a
3: carburetor that doesn't have an, overflow, a, doesn't have an
0: overflow. Doesn't have an overflow.
3: So <laughs> have an overflow. So the petcocks don't close, and so it swamps really, out everything. Yeah. Once I fix it, once I put manual, uh, I even rebuilt the original petcocks, and that didn't work. So I just put inline shutoffs right. yep. Lawnmower shut-offs. shutoffs. Once yeah. you started
2: using those, it was a yeah. great bike, and it had it was fast, it was fun. It was- I I surmise they got lazy after they beat the British.
0: Ah, there's something there there's something there because that's also 1980 is yeah. pretty much Triumph was fucking oh, yeah, sucking was wind yeah that was done that was done uh, the bike that Merritt and I saw on our way back from band camp the 1983 and a half see a VFR 1000 R Interceptor original owner he's 60 years old looked like he was 160 years old bike had 40 some hundred miles on it under 5k it was fucking beautiful And he's like, well, you know, I bought it new. Those fuck, I wanted a 500. I wanted a 500, but nobody had the 500s. And then I was like, okay, maybe I'll take the 750. Maybe I'll take the seven, because they they were actually 700s, the tariff beaters, right? 698. The the 700 interceptors, I had an 87. He's like, they were sold out. You couldn't get one. All they had was the interceptor 1000s. That's all they had, because they had that 50% tariff on them which meant that instead of $3,000, they were $5,000 in a time when all other motorcycles, even the Harley Davidson was 3229. Mm-hmm. And this thing was a solid 2 grand over that. Well, that's too big of a money gap. 1000cc V4. He's only ever run non-ethanol in it. Good man. Every winter he takes the gas tank off Brings it in the house. He takes all the plastic off and he brings it in the house. He sprays the bike down with WD-40. Puts it in a blanket. Puts it in his garage with a fan blowing on it. Every winter, since it was new. Well, strike that. He said for the first five or six years, because he's a young guy. So he bought it new in 84. For the first five or six years, it lived under a tarp next to his house. Right? He didn't change the tires on it. The tires were the original tires from eighty three, eighty four, until five years ago, because he only had four thousand miles on it, and he doesn't drive it aggressively. He drives it slow, and he's like, because he brings the bike in, or you know, he, he keeps it up, you know keeps things oiled up and everything. He's like, the tires still looked great. The rubber wasn't too bad on them. I don't drive it aggressively, so I figured, what the hell? He goes, I took it in to have some work done on it, and the guy at the shop was like, these are the factory original tires. <laughs> These tires are 30 plus years old. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, you have, we're not letting you leave here without some tires. So five years ago, he put fresh, put fresh rubber on it. And he's just out there in front of, you know, sheets or whatever, you know, circle. We were in uh, Ravenna and this guy's out there smoking a cigarette, drinking a coffee. And I was like, who owns this fucking bike? And I'm looking around and I'm not this slobby fucker, right? Not this guy. No, no way. No, not this guy. He's wearing like, like white Bermuda shorts with nothing but stains on them, a white t-shirt with the, with the neck sagged down to about here, smoking a cigarette, drinking a coffee. We went inside the freaking, and it's got like a nice helmet on it. There's a red, white, and blue exact color match to the bike, but a new helmet that matches the bike nicely. I was like, there's going to be somebody in there. Like, looks like they own this bike. Black chrome factory exhaust looks sexy as fuck. I go in, I'm looking at everybody. And the only guy that I see is this bro dozer behind the cash register who can't figure out the cash register. <laughs> He's having trouble. And I was like, I looked at Marin I was like, that's our guy. A little extra roid action on him. I was like, that's our guy. He looks like he takes care of himself. He's got like a perfect haircut and shit. And the bike's perfect. So I'm like, is that your, uh, is that your interceptor out front? Huh? Is that your, your VFR? Huh? Is that your motorcycle? Do you know who owns the motorcycle up front? No, I don't the up front. like, oh, fuck that. So Merritt and I go back out. We take some glamour shots with the bike. And this guy's just watching us, just shutting up, just smoking and drinking his coffee. And I was like, Merritt goes, is this your motorcycle? He goes, it is. <laughs> and Merritt was like, never. Never would have guessed that. And then we got the whole story. And what a good story it was. This guy, and I was like, are you going to AMA Vintage Days? And he goes, thought about going to that. Your bike would be the king of AMA vintage days. This is a bike that raced at mid Ohio. This is a bike that has one of the best spectacular VFR 1000 racing histories of any motorcycle out there. Legendary motorcycle. Unbuyable because they were extraordinarily expensive compared to everything else. We all have had Interceptor 500s. We all have had Interceptor 700s and 750s. Nobody's had an Interceptor 1000 in the red, white, and blue Honda racing paint livery in perfect condition, all stock, everything, nothing cracked or broken. I'm like, if you take this to mid Ohio, you could sell this in about seven seconds for 10 grand. And I know you spent 32.99 for it or whatever in year of our Lord, 1984. You got to think that this is a good move when you don't really fit on this motorcycle anymore, whatever. And he goes, I heard I could get about 10 grand for it. And I was like, or just take it there and, 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 and sit up next to it and, and you know.
5: smoke. Find another power. guy
0: who has one and chit chat. And chit chat or whatever. Or, or, or instantly become the president of the VFR 1000 Owners Association because you are the original owner of this bike and have a title that says you bought it when it had zero miles on it. This is kind of a legendary survivor story you got going on right here. And he's like, yeah, you know. This isn't, we're in Ravenna. We're not even far from mid-Ohio. And he's like, no, nah, I don't know. I might run over there and see what's going on. Oh, I wanted this guy to be amazing. I wanted this guy to be my hero.
1: I remember before I was reborn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this guy let me down. You know, yeah, man. I f- I felt so bad. I wanted him to be so cool. I wanted him to just be like, "Yep, I was racing the Arma that year." Yeah. <laughs> you know, I took my team numbers off the side. No, it was not. It was the opposite of that. But oh man, but he's doing the right thing though. We joke all the time, like, I'm going to rescue that bike. You're not going to rescue it. He's already rescuing it. He's riding it just enough to keep it perfect. He's taking great care of it. He's not killing it. He's not crashing it. He's not abusing it. It is better doing what it's doing right now than being on a stick at Barber.
1: Did you know what's impressive is that, because like, so, I had Honda Hurricanes back in the day. Yeah. And that plastic, even a few years into owning it, was getting kind of oh, interesting, man. man. Like the tabs on those, like when you were taking <laughs> panels off, you had to be very ginger. So, I can't imagine how <laughs> sensitive 35 year old fucking Honda plastic from that. But generation.
0: I think it's because he never lets it winter. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah, it's yeah. no UV. No UV. Right. Yeah. John's right. No UV and then no, like, it's 20. Yeah, it's it's 50, it's 20, it's 50 every yeah. day. Because
1: that molecularly changes plastic, I think. Okay. Oh, it has to. Mm-hmm.
0: It has got to. All those freezing cycles and stuff has got to make the plastic brittle. I've been working the
3: long game on a hurricane one CBR 1. Oh, really? Yeah, a
0: guy I worked with has it. Red and white or white and red? It's the gray. The gray. Oh, gray. the gray, the two-tone gray. Nice. Two-tone gray. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And
3: I think it's got like 13000 yeah 000 on it. Yeah.
0: But I'm pretty sure the
3: tanks fucking rot, but... I can work with that. You can work
0: with that. Oh, they're impossible to, that. to
1: find, dude. Those tanks no, but easy. we
0: got metal rescue.
2: That's just, uh-huh. Got a whole bin full of pressure. We do. We, <laughs>
0: I just gave up. I gave up on being cool. Be a well, they were a sponsor. We should talk to him again. Cause I gave up on trying to be slick about metal rescue. Like I remember all our, our whole game was always like, let's put the metal rescue in the gas tank. no, 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 no. Let's put the gas tank in the metal rescue. So we got one of those giant 50 gallon or they what are they about 24 gallon totes? Oh, yeah. But a 24 gallon tote. And I just bought five gallon pails of metal rescue yep. and just dumped them all in so it's a metal rescue swimming pool. And then you just put the gas tanks in it. Ta-da.
2: I should look at that. <laughs>
0: Should look at that. It's been warm.
2: Yeah, probably pull it out. It'd
0: be fine.
1: Take a look at it.
0: Apparently, you can't overdo it. Okay. Well, no, we'll find out it. if the paint you stays know, on the tank. We'll know we're good to go. No,
1: that's fine too. You know, if you've left it in long enough, <laughs> mm-hmm. any of the old rust will turn into that black. The black oxide. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so yeah. If you see I'm cool that, with that. You're good.
0: Well, we have the we have the when they were our sponsor, they sent us the metal rescue spray, like the after metal rescue spray that was like once you've metal rescued something to keep the rust away. So you spray it with this other stuff they sell to keep the rust from immediately attacking your recently naked right. metal. And so I've, I've noticed that above our fireproof cabinet, we have three or four jugs of it up there, like some spray ah. bottles of that up there. So I was like, okay, as soon as that tank comes out of the metal rescue, yeah. hit it up real quick. Yeah. So pretty cool about that. Yeah, that's about it. Anybody else got anything else? No, well, we're four weeks away. That's it. Is it really four weeks or is it three weeks?
1: Well, maybe three. Yeah, I think maybe,
0: we're three weeks um, on. Oh, I guess
1: it's for four. For. Yeah, 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 what's the dates four, of
0: the event? 21, 22, 23? yeah. 23rd, 23rd. Okay, all right, that's it. So, yeah, we're four weeks out. Yeah, gentlemen. this, four is, weeks. The, this we'll is the, the one month so warning, guys. Get your shit together, so we'll
1: man. Start packing
2: the trailer. Do, does
0: Chris have a joke? Did you bring a joke, Mr. Chris? Well, uh, 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 only for uh, uh, our uh, top tier patrons. Uh, 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 Talk amongst yourself. We have some new Patreons. We have some people that have recently decided to join this merry band of idiots. Uh, not, not that there's anything wrong with that. No, no. The uh, what, uh, Nurse finds
5: a rectal thermometer in her pocket and thinks, some asshole stole my pen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what did one saggy
5: boob say to another? If we don't get some support, people think we're nuts. Yeah,
1: for real. Boo.
5: Man, I don't do that. Man, I, don't, I don't have a problem with that one. I'm crazy man with walks into a doctor's office this now and says, You know, doctor, this may sound strange, but I have five penises. Taken aback, the doctor asks him, My God, how do your pants fit? Like a glove. Like a
3: glove. <laughs> that's
0: M- that's M- the end of it. M.A. Hunt. That's right. Mark Allen Hunt just became a $10 Patreon
1: first name Mike
0: Mike Hunt Mike no Mark
1: he's oh, okay.
4: it's,
0: it's got a hair lip mark hunt yeah uh mark hunt is our now and what I think is hilarious is uh Luke Johnson one dollar Patreon Yay. fuck yeah dude Yay. yes absolutely fuck yeah um <laughs> Our, our one, uh, we have a patron who is, I, I'm going to tell you, we made a thing that said we were not going to, um, we said we were not going to send any Patreon swag boxes, you know, Rede's tight little box. We weren't going to send that to people that were outside of the, you know, contiguous us. Right. And so are you ready? We've, and it's been that way. It's, we've never promised to send you a package Renee's Renee's box are my package. We don't ship them outside of the U.S. All right. I have been a Patreon member since July of 2020 and a listener much longer. I heard that you will now ship internationally if the receiver pays for shipping. That is true. I would gladly pay for a box of swag to show my support of the show. I was fairly new to writing when I found your podcast, and I have learned so much. You have saved me a small fortune by not having to buy a new battery every goddamn year, and you may have even saved my life by getting me off my eight-year-old tires. No one in my social circle rides, so even though I'm only listening, I feel like I'm sitting around talking bikes and other cool shit. I live just outside Toronto, so maybe I'll make it down to the shop one day or get a chance to buy Phil a Roman Twist if he returns to the Great White North looking for another Previa for real <laughs> down to business. If you need to do any shipping estimate, my address is not to be disclosed, but he's in Brampton, AKA Bramladesh. Oh. If you know, you know, I'm not sure what you stuff in your box, but I can get away with a medium t-shirt, but a large fits for sure. Definitely a large hat. I also like beer a lot. Let me know if this is possible and where to send my money. Alan Rutland. Fuck you, Alan. You're a hero. Dude, that's a very well written (laughs) letter. It had just the right amount of grease in it. Like, I love you guys. Send me some stuff, right? But see, yeah. Here's the thing, man. He got it.
1: You get him. That's his moment. And yeah. he took it. You know what I mean? Like, and we read his shit. Yeah. Right. You know and I that mean? was a
0: badass fucking letter too. Yeah, that was man. a badass letter. I love I like reading badass lot. letters Thank like you, that. Alan. Thank you, Alan, that you're a fucking rock star. He could
1: have gone, he could have dogged Johnny at the end, just a little bit. Robert that, Thornton, yeah. Robert
0: Thornton. I would have preferred that. Yeah. Robert yeah. Thornton is a $10 listener, $10 level just now. He gets the punchlines. So that's oh, wow. badass yeah. too. Good for him. Uh, And again, he only took
4: tips.
0: (laughs) Well, and we have a Kurt Watera, who's a $10 patron, a new $10 patron. So these are guys that we know too. These are guys that we know from our history at the shop. So we're getting this weird crossover of people that I had never intended to hear this podcast. (laughs) Customers.
4: Oh God,
0: those. (laughs) And... If you don't think I'm a little scared about that, you're wrong, because <laughs> they know where my shop is. Well, Most of these people are never going to get to see my shop and see my beautiful pearly whites.
3: I'd like to make an appointment to come into the shop. <laughs> oh, what are you interested in buying? No, I just really need to talk to Phil about what he said on the podcast.
0: We're <laughs> going to discuss some We're shit. Talk <laughs> I have a list of grievances. Yeah. I know uh, I need to make an appointment. Nice. An appointment I will make. I... I when we get the feedback, when we get the letters and stuff like that, it is absolutely fantastic. But if you can't find your way to the keyboard, keep in mind that we are at Mid Ohio and we accept donations of brown liquor, of tequila, bottles. To smack, blow, psychedelics. That's also true. We have not had anybody come up to the podcast with mushrooms. Like, because we all like mushrooms, we all enjoy mushrooms, right? Yeah, I'm like I don't need anybody bringing me Bolivian marching powder at mid Ohio. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> although although somebody did just perk up a lot when I said that, right? Uh, maybe maybe yeah. Um, it, exactly. I don't I don't think he actually likes it. I think he hey, just Jim, likes the what smell. what
1: shirt are you wearing? Yeah. Oh yeah! Look at that! Look at that shirt! I'm
0: wearing my new bourbon fairy bourbon fairy Ooh. shirt.
3: Where did that bourbon fairy uh, shirt come from? Uh, Amazon's.
4: They yeah, just so made this head of bourbon
3: for, for 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 Father's Day. They just I, had a bear they didn't have bourbon. to
0: they did not have to custom make a bourbon Fairy shirt no,
3: I did a search for bourbon Fairy <gasps> and it came up Get the uh, fuck oh, out yeah. so I put it in the cart oh it,
0: my, my God
1: my family
3: purchased it for
5: Better, did Better they at least
1: comp out. you on it being that you are the guy I that's kind know. of the amazing original? the original the
0: yeah original. I mean that is original that, that is Ab-original. fucking amazing shirt. I thought that that was a bespoke made one of one yeah me too shirt you can all have bourbon Fairy shirts if you like.
1: Dude, you're missing a marketing plan. I ended
0: up on a pair of pajamas, <laughs> no, and that you, was weird. Two pairs of nice two pairs of pajamas. pajamas, though. Those are nice pajamas. Nice. Yeah, but I ended up. My face is all over. I saw that. My attorney. Oh no, you're talking. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, no. Like my face, my face, it's like Gulliard or whatever. Gullardi. Gullardi. Yeah. It literally. My somebody found my picture on the internet. Imagine that. <laughs> no and then put that picture two so versions two of them two
2: different pictures on, I was about
1: to
0: say each yeah. jammies were different
2: yeah cuz one head glasses I one would jammies.
0: like to remind you that's my attorney
2: oh very and nice and his <laughs> wife
0: so my attorney and his wife were wearing my face all over their body so what
2: That's you're this, saying is he knows how to trademark this image uh and we can. Well, no, they're, celebrating the fact, ba-
1: they're celebrating the fact that <laughs> phil has bought them their condo oh uh-huh. no uh-huh. not at all no i'm not a good <laughs> <laughs>
0: i am, payments i am yeah. not
3: <laughs> phil got him arrested and thrown in jail
0: <laughs> yeah i'm not a very good like I, I, you you believe it or not i don't actually throw the hurt on a lawyer right like I'm pretty good at staying out of trouble a little bit, right? Little I bit. thought you were talking about the silk pajamas
3: that you had. That were no,
0: those like, were nice. Baller. Yeah, I, because it was pajama, the pajama yep, party, yep. everybody showed up in some legit pajamas, so I had four pairs of pajamas. Oh, yeah. Some people did. I don't know, well, man. If you, sleep nude, cool you, you, do.
2: if you sleep
1: nude, you walk around nude. That's just
2: the way That's it is. That's also true. You, you were fine. Yep. Nobody wants to see that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mind seeing Oscar naked all weekend, though. That was all right.
2: No, 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 He did bust out the, uh, no, the mexolotl.
0: The mexolotl. That's had, exactly right. He yeah. yeah, that's right. Uh, so, but not always, not always do our Patreons fuck up. Sometimes they fuck down. Mm-hmm.
4: Nope. <laughs>
0: well, damn. I wanted to stay on the $20 level to call in and be at the Legends, but on my vacation to the Tale of the Dragon, I had a major issue with my bike.
1: Oh. Uh
0: oh. I had to trade it in towards a newer model and I have to make those payments. I'm gonna drop down to the five dollar level because I still want to support the show, and I'll see you guys at Vintage Days. No,
4: that's, that's Fuck exactly. yeah, man! Yeah. That is totally. I'm
0: just happy you're
1: still hanging in there. That's
0: exactly fucking right. And enjoy your new motorcycle too, man, yeah. because that if if we're gonna celebrate things, and and I believe Wait, that we did should he buy always buy an
1: 883 or something good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, less less intel on that, but I guess the idea would be I do want people to understand that. The Patreon stuff, we're not walking around with a big bag of money. What happens is we do things and we keep this little pile of cash going so that we can throw money at big problems or throw money at yeah, we want to do a fun fund thing. Doing,
1: man?
0: You know, I didn't really think about that. I never really crossed my mind to do a firework fund.
1: Yeah, uh, we had yeah. some fun there at Bandcamp but the old fireworks. It was there, good. Yeah. That yeah. was good. Yeah. yeah, yeah that good. was pretty good.
0: <laughs> I've never I've never been a big fan of the the the, the buying of the fireworks because it's literally watching your money go up and smoke. But it's worthwhile smoke. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were doing bottle rockets and shit in the daylight hours, and I was like, come on, really?
3: Well, I was excited. <laughs> I
0: know, I know, you couldn't wait. We had
3: a lot to light off, and yeah. we had to get it done by 11 yeah, o'clock. Yeah, we had it done there by was 11. A, there it's was fair, a fireworks was curfew
0: at 11 o'clock. I'm very curious to see how they treat fireworks at AMA Vintage Days this year, because in the past, that's caused fires. So I guess we'll have to see how wet we are going I talk into talked him
3: out of buying the parachutes. <gasps>
0: Parachute flares? Not yeah. me. No, that no, yeah. was Nick. Oh, Oscar was gonna. Oh, Oscar's. Yeah, yeah, right. I get, Hey, I hey totally Johnny boy, get
5: is there a GSG
3: update? Uh, I saw him today, actually. Uh, he's over at his house. He's in good spirits. That's cool. Uh, uh, he, he said uh, to everybody out there, "You can suck my little Vienna sausage-sized dick." I
0: um, might. I might be, I might be <laughs> paraphrasing. You may be Our friend Pete Inokomoto, who's a bit of an AMA Vintage Days legend himself. Uh, he, said, he gave a big shout out to Steve and said, hey, man, you know, he's, he's not a God guy, but he's like, I just want you to know that we're all in this together.
3: He did yeah. notify me that he did take, I put the batteries in the electric wheelchair. Yeah. He was able to take it down to the bar and back. Pretty happy about that.
4: No
0: shit.
3: Death Define going up the not the, the, ADH <laughs> ramp at all. To but, talk about
0: not a ramp. Yeah. Like the ramp that we have in front of our booth at AMA Vintage Days is, is not scary. The ramp going up onto Steve's patio is terrifying. Terrifying for people who can walk in a fucking handicapped wheelchair. (laughs) Oh boy, that's terrifying. That's some scary shit right there. I would not do it. I would insist on at least 20 more feet of ramp. Yeah, that shit is way too steep.
3: So, should we? His wife doesn't want him to ride motorcycles, but. All right.
0: We'll see how that goes.
3: He was when he saw the buddy. He was like, "Oh wow!" Because he did, he hasn't actually seen that bike since he's been conscious. Oh really? Yeah. So he was like, "Wow, it doesn't look bad at all." I mean, dude, he's still really trying to figure out what happened. Yeah, but he doesn't know. He may happened.
0: never know. I mean, that's, that's the magic thing about the human brain is it'll yeah. it'll keep those things from Maybe bothering he's you. Like
3: the last thing he remembers is driving up to New York. Like he's lost. The, yeah, the, like, I mean, time before the yeah. And
0: stuff. That's that's how it goes.
3: Maybe he just was. uh abducted by aliens and their probes were just too big. <laughs> oh, he did have a good story about taking the pins out of his wrist. Yeah. And the guy was like trying to take them out with like forceps or, right. or hemostats yeah, or whatever. Everything. He's like, yeah. ah, this isn't working. I, I usually use a set of vice grips and, like, and the one other tech was like, oh, I got a pair out in the trunk of my car. So he runs out to the trunk of his car to get the vice grips yeah. and come and literally yank these pins oh, yeah. out of Steve's wrist.
0: I didn't, so the pins that I had because I had Halo I had a halo around my wrist with wire supports holding it together. And there comes a point where the doctors are like, well, you know, we're going to have a look at it next Tuesday. And we'll probably, if things look good, then we'll probably pull them out. But if you've ever had one of those, they're really fucking annoying. And they bash on everything. And, you know, your whole world is all about, you were not expecting to have a fucking six inch ring around your hand. So you want to get that fucker off as quickly as you can. And you got all these little strings and wires holding the boats, the bones where they're supposed to be. So, I was probably two weeks premature, which is about on time for me. And I was like, "I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna snip one of these. I'm gonna snip one of these wires." that?
5: Yeah, yeah, I snipped
0: one. I was like, "Oh, look! I can move my pinky." I'll snip another one. Look, I can move my second finger. This is actually, this is really great. I can I'm actually move a my hand around.
5: Fiber subs. See if that
0: works. <laughs> <laughs> and in like in one episode of Mash, I had managed to completely free my hand from the cage. <laughs> And I just was standing there and there's all these little pins sticking out of my fingers. But I was completely, I was fine. I was like, using my hand like a normal human being again. Because you're young and you heal fast, right? And sometimes you beat what the doctors say you're going to do. And then I had to do like, I had to make that decision about like, well, this can't stay like this because those pins got to come out. Were you trying to decide whether it was ready for action? Speaking of, Eh, It's right hand, right? You know, that's it. I've been having a stranger for about four weeks and it was not going well. I was all screwed up. But I did, I did find out though, it was a five millimeter head. So these little things that, that all these little <laughs> screws that went into my bones, they were, a f- that's a kind of a weird size, right? So five millimeters, a weird size, but I went in my toolkit and sure as shit, I had a five millimeter out there, Lambretta tools. And I was able to just sit there and just real slowly, just back those screws out. And the weird thing was no blood, like no blood because they'd kind of you know whew, cured around it. So little little neosporin in there. Take like three pins per finger.
5: Well, you're off. Like That's cool, problem, man. It was yeah. great. It was
0: fantastic. Yeah. So I, I went in for my appointment and went, hey, how's that look?
5: <laughs> I just saved myself five hundred bucks oh, I just literally
0: looked at the doc and I said, We good? And he's like, What the hell? I said, This is great. I've been fucking it for a week. <laughs> nice. All right. Everybody else got anything else? Fuck it. Ride fast and take chances, guys.